We need to talk about elote some more. <laughs> I don't think we do. Let's talk about mayonnaise. Walker Walker wants to win the mayo bowl. Uh, he just wants God. mayo dumped all over him. He loves uh. it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast, the last week preview of the season, week 17. Boys, are you as ready to be done with this as I am? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I broke because I got so used to the ebb and flow of 16 weeks for fantasy, and it's like, there's an extra week? I did No, I did not sign up for this. I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this. (laughs) Because I'm used to being done at Christmas, now done at New Year's? I don't think so. Mm. Well, eventually the NFL season will be every week of the year. I know. It's insane. It's so stupid. These guys are going to get just blood for the blood god is what's going to happen. So 24-game regular season. Yeah. So did you guys remember set your lineups for the games last night? Yeah, totally. I got them all all set. I was ready. Yeah, we're not going. Last night was Wednesday night. Oh. We're recording this. Come on, guys. Walker, you blew the like the the hidden secret here. The facade that we don't record on the day it comes out. Yeah, come on. All right. So uh, yes, we are recording this on Thursday. So you know, whoever goes on COVID tomorrow, not my problem, not our problem. <laughs> get a, get yeah, get out of our get out of my mentions. Get don't out of at me. Get it together. Figure it out. All right. Um, so since there's no Thursday night football game, I guess I'll just say give us money. Patreon.com slash football absurdity. Talk to us. Uh, Discord is tiny.cc slash FB absurdity. Twitter is FBall absurdity. Walker is Big Daddy Dricks with an X. Mike is RFL Red Zone. I'm Jeff Crisco. K-R-I-S-K-O. I think that's everything. Um, let's get into it. I'm going to I'm not going to say the words that we always say that make the episode go way too long. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> All right. I know what you mean. Yes, Atlanta seven and eight, Buffalo nine and six. This is a forty-four and a half point over/under. Buffalo fourteen and a half point favorites. I want to say really quick, uh, no Saturday games. There's been Saturday games for a couple weeks, so you don't have to worry about it, anything till Sunday. So I just want to get that going off the top. Um, injuries in this one, uh, we've got uh, for Atlanta. I wasn't ready for this. I was. Uh, too busy vibing. All right. For Atlanta, um, they put Hayden Hurst on the COVID list on the 27th. So he might be eligible to play on Sunday under the new rules. So keep that in mind. I don't think it matters too much. For Buffalo, this is a big one for other players. Emmanuel Sanders did not practice on Thursday um, after being limited on Wednesday with a knee issue. Uh, they also activated Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley from the COVID list. So a big kind of switch flipped in the um, wide receiver room in Buffalo. And that kind of plays into Walker's question for this one. So you want to talk about uh, your question for this game, Walker? Yeah, I was, uh, my initial question was, can we trust Isaiah McKenzie in the championship? And this was before uh, the COVID rules were changed. And basically it's like, yeah, man, uh, just like sit around for a little bit and then you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, because, no, you, we cannot play I, no, we Isaiah can, No, next question. Yeah, no get him out of here. Uh, it, Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis are both playing, so Isaiah McKenzie won't be very much, and you can't put him in. That is, that's it. Um, 
I guess the question is now, can we trust Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis? And then the answer to that one is yes, next question, because it is the Falcons. That's right. They are quite bad at football. Um, I am starting, I think I'm starting Cole Beasley in a 14-team league this week. I'm not 100% certain on that yet. Um, He's going to get a lot of targets. It's like every time uh, Josh Allen throws for more like 40 40 passes, he averages like eight targets a game. I think I heard that this week. So... Um, I think it'll be a big throwing game because they're going to get everybody involved. So, yeah, I think you can trust Cole Beasley. I think Gabe Davis is more of a boom-bust wide receiver three t- type this week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mike, what are your thoughts on Gabe Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley in this one? And can we trust Isaiah McKenzie, the guy who spent $30 on Fabon and then dropped eight hours later? <laughs> yeah, I think Isaiah McKenzie's out just because everybody else is in and you can trust, of course, Stefan Diggs. I would roll Cole Beasley, Manuel Sanders. I mean, in a desperation situation, maybe I doubt he's playing because he was downgraded uh, today. He didn't practice today. So I don't think he's playing. Yeah. If he's not playing, then obviously he should be out of your lineups. Um, But yeah, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, for sure. Falcons 29th worst uh, defense against the pass or against wide receivers, I should say, in fantasy points. So all systems go. All right. So um, let's see in this game. uh, Let's talk about your win-lose or draw, Walker, and then we'll figure out if there's anybody else worth starting in this one. All right. Uh, My win-lose draw is Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, Stephon Diggs. Uh, Mike, you want to go first? Cordell Patterson, Stephon Diggs, and who was the other one? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. I'm going to go with the draw. Um, Cordell Patterson with the win. And the loss, of course, goes to um, Stefan Diggs, I guess, because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I'm going lost Cordell Patterson. Yeah, uh, me too. I started working on my what to remember for this offseason uh, today. And um, over the last... Uh, three games I think it's been uh, since he passed his like doubled his career high in touches he's averaged 2.7 yards per carry he's just been really bad is that good no (laughs) Uh, extreme Jeff voice is that good Um, and he only has five targets in the last I'm sorry he has five receptions in the last three games as well so he's kind of he's hit that wall he's 30 He's doubled his career touches. I mean, he's not built to be a running back. He's a returner and a receiver. So they're just kind of bashing him into the line, and it's just not working anymore. So he's the loss. Uh, I think um, Diggs is going to be the win, and then Pitts is going to be the draw, because Pitts has either six or seven targets in like six straight games. He's just the the same player in terms of production ability. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, what he comes through with. And I think he does the impossible, guys. I think he scores a touchdown in America. I don't think he's going to score a touchdown in this game. I mean, Atlanta might not score a touchdown in this game. So, well, um, I, this is, I think the bills will smash Atlanta in the first half and then take the, their foot off the gas. And then Kyle Pitts will get some garbage time thing. Cause Matt Ryan always loves garbage time. So, um, true. so I think that, that's why I'm giving Cordell Patterson to win is just because of everything that you've been saying about why he's bad. I think he's going to be pretty good this week. So, in comparison to the last three weeks or so, he's where he's been absolutely a zero. He's he's going to show up uh, the way he has been in the beginning of the season. 
No, I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a huge game so that Pitts heads can extrapolate this one game and be like, if he did this for 17 games, he would have this, these numbers. (laughs) I I always Uh, love that statistic. I, I love I love extrapolating statistics. Um, I love uh, taking arbitrary endpoints and then extrapolating. That's that's my favorite thing to do. Um, I have one for for Jacksonville when we get there. Oh boy, that'll be fun. Uh, so Josh Allen must start. Devin Singletary, good start, start this week. Must start. Yeah. Wait, what, what is what are we doing with Moss? Is Moss um, get him out of here? Get him out of here. Drop drop him. But I know, I mean, is he going to play or is he going to be a healthy scratch? Because if he plays, then Singletary's value takes, you know, a pretty big dip. He played last week. And Singletary was great. Yeah, it's what it is, is one of Moss or Brita is an active scratch now. So it's like Singletary leads the way and then that other guy is just there to take the like 30%. It's not like it was earlier where it was like 30, 30, 30 between them. And then, I don't know, probably TJ Yeldon, who's... I'm sure not, he's still there. Not he's, on the team, probably. <laughs> yeah, Yeldon is. I don't even Yeldon know if Yeldon's is playing football anymore. Tylon Jones is on the team, but he. Yeah. I don't think he's. He like doesn't touch the ball ever. He's yeah. just for special teams. No, it's just funny because every it was like T.J. Yeldon was on the team for multiple years and was just never active. Like after yeah. fantasy Twitter loved him, but instead of it being like 30, 30, 30, it's like Singletary's getting like 65, 70 percent, and then one guy's getting the other 30. <sighs> Breeder or Moss? I think that's matchup based. But um, sorry to bore you, Walker. I, he audibly I, yawns on the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I think I think that um, does that change things for you, Mike? Because it's been kind of like either Singletary or Moss is is inactive. I'm sorry, either Brita or Moss is inactive for every game. Yeah, that that's true. Uh, yeah, no, I I think I think that the last four or five weeks has definitely paved the way that it is all about. Uh, Devin Singletary, which it should have been for the last two years, if you ask me, in my opinion. I don't know why they even drafted Zach Moss because there was no reason for Zach Moss. Outside of that, yeah, I agree. Um, it's Singletary's role. Yeah, I think they drafted Zach Moss to do stuff, and they're like, wait, Josh Allen does everything that we would want him to do but better, and he can throw the football, so we'll just have Josh Allen just be our goal line back. And say say goodbye to TJ Yeldon, who was a second round pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars, 36 overall. So he was nearly a first round selection that did absolutely zero in this league. Yep, sounds a lot like a second round selection by the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, he stinks, folks. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, starting in Week 12, that's when Devin Singletary really started to take over this backfield. He is averaging. Uh, a very nice 69 yards per game, um, but Ooh. he's getting two and a half catches. So, uh, but he's turned it on lately. I think he's a must start against Atlanta. So, um, clean sweep. Buffalo wins this one. Yeah. Shuffle off the Buffalo. Yeah, Atlanta is the worst seven and eight team I can ever remember. They are so bad. Like that was my my uh, one thing I can remember from watching them live was I was like, how is this team six and seven when I saw them? They're uh, yeah, they've just beaten a lot of other bad teams. Yeah, just an extremely easy uh, schedule here uh, for for the Falcons. So, um, all right, let's go on to the next game. Giants at Chicago. Giants are 4-11. and 11. Chicago is 5-10. and 10. This is one of multiple games with an over-under uh, sitting extremely low, like at 40-ish or below. So, fun week for the fantasy finals. This is 37.5 points. Chicago, 
six point favorites. Uh, Andy Dalton is practicing in full this week. So uh, maybe we don't see Nick Foles anymore. Uh, Justin Fields was limited in Thursday's practice. Jason Peters, um, who's missed a couple games, was limited in Wednesday's practice. So that's a good sign uh, for him returning. Um, Allen Robinson lost 10 pounds while he was on COVID-19. Has he tried uh, being in shape and not being afraid? Have you tried that, Allen Robinson? Uh, for the Giants, um, Gary Brightwell is on IR. Oh, no. I'm sure that changes a lot. Darius Slayton, <laughs> Darius Slayton was placed on the COVID list a couple hours ago, so he won't clear in time for Sunday. Um, Saquon Barkley was limited on Thursday in practice. Kadarius Tony did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, but John Ross is back from the COVID IR. So everything's okay. Um, so my question for this game is start all ju- No, um, can, what can the giants do to make 2022 guys relevant? Walker and I talked in length yesterday about how Saquon Barkley has just been, he just needs to get shut down for the year. And Walker has Devonte Booker ranked above Saquon Barkley this week. So it's, it's, but they're both in the mid thirties, right? They're both not good. Er, well, high, yeah, early thirties, but yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not good. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, the over under in this game is pitiful. Um, I would, I would be doing my best to stay away from this game entirely outside of David Montgomery. Um, Darnell Mooney is a decent play, but I'd prefer to go elsewhere. Um, I I wouldn't play Fields. I wouldn't play Kmet. I wouldn't play Glennon. I wouldn't play Barkley. I wouldn't play Booker. I wouldn't play any of the Giants receivers, and I wouldn't play Ingram. I I just it's not going to be a high scoring game. It's not going to be a well played game. Um, neither coach is any good. It's just it's just bad. Neither offensive line's any good. So I I just yeah I, I would try my best to not play people from this game. I'd have to agree because, and I appreciate how you just sidestepped the question because I don't want to talk about it either. But the these teams have two bad coaches that are playing out the strings who may or may not be there in 2022. Probably not. The strength of both teams, if there is one, is their defense. So it's not like this is going to be like a shootout game where you can find value. It's like Darnell Mooney's a wide receiver three. David Montgomery, I figure, is a must start because he's getting enough touches. But yeah, I'm with Walker. I don't want to start anybody in this game except for David Montgomery. Like, you can start Darnell Mooney, but I don't want to start anybody else. Mike, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I I don't like the fact that I'd be more for a Justin Fields in a TQB situation, probably even so still. But he's probably not even playing, though, Mike. He didn't practice. Okay, so if he doesn't practice, then then there's nobody there outside of David Montgomery. So, yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. All right. So are they moving? Are the Giants moving on from Daniel Jones after this year? Uh. Or are they going to fire Joe Judge? No. Yeah, I think they even came out and said they're they're not going to do either one. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna bring them both back next year and go four and thirteen again. Love it. Good job, guys. A plus is all around. Um. Uh. So all right, win, lose, or draw in this one. Mooney, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. Loss Barkley. Uh. Win Montgomery. Draw Mooney. Mike? Um, 
Mike is vacating responsibility for having to make a decision here. <laughs> I, it's just tough because David Montgomery, I don't expect him to do much than what he does. And then same with Mooney. And Saquon Barkley is so low on the totem totem pole that it's almost an automatic win because if he does anything at all, he's going to be better than what he normally is. So um, I'm going to go win Saquon Barkley, draw Montgomery, and loss to Mooney. I'd have to agree that if there's going to be a loss here, it's going to be Mooney because David Montgomery is what he is. He's kind of a wind-up toy in that regard. Saquon Barkley is going to, like, if he does anything, he wins. Yeah, and and Mooney, I just think it's just going to be a very boring game. Like, I think 37.5 might be too high. This is going to be like might a 13-20 to 20 game. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd go with the under on this. Giants defense, especially their secondary, has gotten much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when you don't even have Justin Fields as your quarterback, uh, David Foles did okay last week. But, it, yeah, I mean, you're not going to count on him every week regardless of the situation. So, so. That famous quarterback, David Foles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wondering he, he confused Nick Foles and David Fales. <laughs> yes, and Derek Carr, all in one. Pride um, of Salinas, California, David Fales. All right. <laughs> San Jose State. Lions Woo-hoo. legend David Fails. <laughs> oh, David Fails, absolutely. Detroit backup for practice uh, squad guys. Try, try out this one, folks. David succeeds. Folks, I was going to say, uh, spelled wrong, but a full sentence. David Fails. All right. I, uh, I still think that David Fails is still in the league. If I'm not uh, wrong. He might be on somebody's practice squad, but yeah, he's certainly exactly. not on an active roster. No, no. Not is that it, he, oh, I think he retired. Oh, well, it says former american football quarterback get him out of here he's done or maybe the league retired him put him in the bin he he Uh, was in the league for a long time for someone that was just more of a practice squad player he was pretty impressive um but anyways yeah can i can i make a proposition we never talk about david fails ever (laughs) yeah that's probably we only can see david succeeds yeah only david succeeds which would be david montgomery folks all right david's success win uh bears win yeah, I gotta agree. Mike, Mike loves the New York Giants. <laughs> the New York I'm, I'm leaning that way. I am. If, if if Daniel Jones was the quarterback, I'd say yes. But Mike I'm loves going to Mike Glennon. Michael Glennon, the throat. Goat. I love that neck. The throat goat. The neck Who's the throat goat, Mike? Is it Mike <laughs> Glennon or Davis Mills? Who's the throat goat? Oh, Davis Mills by far. Please stop saying oh, Davis goat. Mills, baby. Please stop. Oh, we uh we got a Davis Mills baby on the podcast yesterday, Mike. Just so you know, in your yeah we in- did. Yeah, we got a Davis Mills baby on the podcast. Yeah. Just we also you. got an Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. That's yeah. right. All right, Mike. Who wins? Ogunbowale always wins, baby. Who wins? Oh, oh team wise, Giants. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. The Bears. Bears. All right. Yeah. I don't, this is the last thing I have to do for the 2021 regular season, so I will be uh, abiding no BS. And if you, <laughs> <laughs> we are getting in and out. That's right. Uh, we're going to be like the end of Neon Genesis Evangelion. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs Shut 11 up, and Jeff. four. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals nine and six. 49 and a half point over under. KC. Uh, Five-point favorites. One of two games that I think would be a better game than Sunday Night Football this week. Um, 
a quarterback for the bear or for the Bengals was placed on the COVID-19 list, but it was Brandon Allen. So nobody cares. That is the only injury listed for the Bengals for the chiefs. CEH did not practice with his shoulder issue, which was previously listed as a clavicle, but it's kind of the same thing. Uh, he didn't practice on Thursday. It doesn't look like he's going to play this week. Um, the chiefs designated Jarek McKinnon to return from IR, but honestly, who cares? Um, Tyreek Hill, uh, did not play well last week, and Patrick Mahomes said it was pretty much COVID-related. Uh, Harrison Butker is off of the COVID IR. Tyron Matthew, who's dealing with a quad issue, feels great, according to Andy Reid. And Travis Kelsey is off the COVID list, um, as is Kyle Long. Um, so Kyle Short. I'm going to tell him <laughs> you said that. That's fine. Um, so, Mike, you have a very pertinent question for this game. I do. Um, do we roll with Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? Mahomes, uh, next question. I'm going to go with Mahomes as well because the KC secondary, I know, I know what Joe Burrow did last week, but the KC secondary has been so good. And Patrick yeah. Mahomes seems to be coming out of his funk. Yeah, on paper, there, it's a good matchup for Cincinnati, but like the Chiefs defense was horrible for like six weeks and has been extremely good since then. So, yeah. It's it's on paper it's a good matchup and Cincinnati's gonna have to throw a lot so like I think Burrow's a good play. Um, I think you should play both of these guys, you know, if you have either of them. But I I can't go against Mahomes in the championship game in a good matchup. Yeah, and also to talk about how good the KC defense has been, we've been talking for almost two months going, what is wrong with Patrick Mahomes? And they have not lost a game since before. Halloween. But so, if, if, if we do, and you're right, you guys are right about the yeah. Chiefs defense being better. But look who they played. They played Dallas Cowboys when Dak Prescott was not doing anything. Then the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, when he never does anything. Derek Carr, sorry, he fell fall off the face of the cliff. Uh, they did allow 20, nearly 28 points to Justin Herbert two weeks ago. And then they played Ben Roethlisberger. So there is a reason why this Chiefs are in the last six games are successful, and the only yeah, time they haven't been is against. They play, played a bunch of average quarterbacks and Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. Like the only guy on that list that's outright bad is Big Ben, and that's because he's thirty thousand years old. But yeah. Dak Prescott was bad at the time. Dak Prescott is yeah. not going to throw for two touchdowns. Yeah, there were a lot of guys hurt on the offense too. So yeah, I mean that's. That wasn't the toughest matchup in the world, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just Joe Burrow is very good and he's playing very well, but I just I'm gonna go with the more talented player with you know the the best offensive coach, the the better assortment of weapons. I mean, Chase and Higgins are good, but Hill and Kelsey are better, so it's just. I don't see a reason to pick Burrow over Mahomes. I do see a reason to play almost everyone from this game, though. Um, yeah, this is a start everyone game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mahomes, Daryl Williams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins should all be in your lineup. All eight of those guys are must-starts, in my opinion. And then you can play Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzoma, and Byron Pringle. Yeah, Pringle being the like distant last place in terms yeah, that's, of relative to their position. Well, because yeah, Zoma is probably going to get you like 
three for 50 or four for 38 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I'd rather play Uzoma at tight end than Pringle at flex. But yeah, I don't know if it's extremely. But I also really like Byron Pringle. So I know this guy loves what because, you know, the problem is you popped. I know. And I can't stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it they're both great plays, Mike. But if you're making us decide between them, I would go. We were ta- Walker and I were talking about this yesterday, which was who could you live with going off on your bench? Right, I can if, live with Joe if I've got both those guys. I can live with Joe Burrow having a ridiculous game on my bench in the championship game. I can't live with myself if I bench Patrick Mahomes and he has 404 touchdowns. Yeah, and if I and if I roll with Patrick Mahomes, he craters, and Joe Burrow goes off on my bench, I can still live with that decision. But the vice versa, like if I if I big brain myself. And Patrick Mahomes has a huge game on my bench and Joe Burrow has like three interceptions or something. I will jump off my roof. Like I will not be happy about my decision. So I think that's what it comes down to, Mike. What are your thoughts on it though? I I think it's going to be close. I I, I think if, if, if I, but if I have to choose between one or the two, I'm probably going to go with Mahomes just because he's established himself more. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow hasn't really um, established himself yet. I mean, he's had a nice, what has been four or five games, but he hasn't de- demonstrated that powerhouse capability that Mahomes has had. So I would, in a championship game, I'd rather go with one that I trust more, and that's Patrick. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right, three for three. So the, the uh, Football Absurdity podcast consensus is – Play Patrick Mahomes over Joe Burrow if you have both of them, but ideally just play either of them because you probably don't have both of them and they're both really good plays this week. Yep, that's probably true. All right, Mike's win, loser, draw. Higgins, Hill, and Mixon, they're all wins. Uh, Boy, yeah, that's tough. Um, (laughs) uh, I will go with Tyreek Hill either wins or loses, so I'll go with a loss. I'll say that the – He's just, he's still not quite 100% from COVID. Um, I will go Mixon with the draw because he's pretty much been very consistent all season. Even when he's not efficient, he gets in the end zone and still gets you a good amount of points. Um, and I'll, I think Higgins stays winning. Uh, I, he's, he's turning me into a believer, folks. I, I've been a T. Higgins skeptic, as Jeff coined, but wow, that dude is good at football. He is yeah. really, really good at football. He's so good at football. Um, I will go T. Higgins win because the man stays winning. Uh, actually, kind of same as I think it's same as Walker. Draw Joe Mixon because the man just gets in the teens in fantasy. The points. man just stays drawing. That's right. And Tyreek Hill because, um, yeah, his. Because Ty- Tyreek Hill stays losing, folks. That's right. That's right. Uh, please don't tell him I said that. Um, Mike, what do you think for win, lose, or draw? Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, Mixon's the draw. Higgins win and Hill just because you can't really trust him. He's either he's going to boom or he's going to pop. Yeah. He's going to not pop, I should say. I had Jiffy pop in my head because if you guys ever use Jiffy pop, you'd always get like more kernels than you would actually popcorn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the general Jiffy pop uh, for Tyreek Hill. It's either going to be a kernel or a popcorn. (laughs) I love I love how I'm uh, 
being like, oh, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about. I don't <laughs> like popcorn. I don't what? Oh my God! How do you not like popcorn? It's not good, folks. It's what? bad, bad food. It's, it's delicious. Oh my God! Popcorn so... is not a good food because just... uh, corn is not a good food. I don't like corn. I, I disdain <laughs> corn itself, but I'll eat the hell out of popcorn and chips. I guarantee Jeff's like, uh, what? I can't believe you don't like elote. And it's and that's like, what I was gonna say. Elote is amazing. It's corn and mayonnaise. Those things are both bad. We're not doing Jeff, this. Jeff is leaving the podcast. Jeff, Jeff is shuttering like, the website. I'm going. <laughs> guys are, yeah, I'm shutting down the site. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm uh, pushing the big red button, which, which just redirects the site to Barstool. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything but that. Oh God, Barstool. Uh, Jeff, how much, how much money would you be willing to pay to get me to eat Elote? <laughs> None, because you you should pay me to eat uh, for the privilege of eating a lote. No, it's so good. It's, All right, who? It's things I don't like. I'm sorry, Walker. Maybe if it was, uh, I can't even think of what you like. All I can think of is uh, I like most Mexican food. I mean, I I love tacos. Oh yeah, I had I had some great al pastor tacos last night. I yeah, actual, see, that sounds fire. I actualized the thing we talked about on the podcast. It was amazing. Yeah, that that shreds. Yeah. All right. Who wins? Uh, Chiefs or Bengals? I am going to go Bengals in an upset. I'm going with not Zach Taylor. Give me the Chiefs. Ooh. Um. Chiefs have been on a winning streak. They've they've been really good. I don't even understand how this game is only a 49 and a half point over under that doesn't make much sense to me because I agree with you guys. This should be an explosive contest. Uh, so 49 and a half points in ex- is an explosive contest in the NFL standards, I guess now. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Bengals because they're home. Okay. All right. Uh, so my good to know, on. I will be gaining a game on both of you. <laughs> Next game up Miami and Tennessee, uh, Miami is eight and seven. Tennessee is 10 and five. This is a 41 point over under Tennessee, three and a half point favorites for the Titans. Uh, AJ Brown missed practice on Thursday, but apparently it was precautionary because uh, nobody's quite sure what is going on with him. I'm guessing it's he was out for an extended period of time, played a lot and then uh, probably needed to give him a rest day. Uh, Taylor Lewan is off of the reserve COVID list. Um, and Julio Jones is on the reserve COVID list. He went on on the 27th, so he uh, will be eligible to come off in the next couple of days if he uh, under the new protocols if he tests out. Uh, for Miami, um, the only injury listed for them is Justin Coleman has been activated from the reserve COVID list, as well as Seathan Carter, Robert Jones, Greg Mance, and Duke Riley. Who cares? All right. Um, Walker, you've got the question for this game. Yeah. Um, I want to know if we are playing anyone in this game other than A.J. Brown and Jalen Waddell. We're playing the boy, the man himself. We're uh, dying on this Ryan Tannehill. No, we're not. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would say you're not excited about playing anybody but Brown and Waddle in this game. Uh, I don't think you can really, 
Devontae Parker is an impossible situation this week because he was completely frozen out of the offense last week. It's hard but, to trust. But that it looks like an aberration. Mm-hmm. Um like Waddle is obviously the number one receiver here, but Parker's been fairly productive and it's a great matchup. So in deeper leagues, I'm okay with playing Parker, but I, I would say if you're if you're the underdog, playing Parker is fine. If you're the favorite, I would go with a safer option. Like I would probably play Laquan Treadwell over Parker because you know you're going to get nine points. This guy loves Laquan Treadwell. He's I do. always talking My about favorite Laquan football. Treadwell. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, uh, Foreman. It all he does is get like twelve carries directly into the line. Um, not excited about that. Uh, Hilliard and McNichols split the receiving back duties like down the middle, so neither of them are playable. Nobody on the Dolphins in the backfield is playable because the run blocking sucks, and Tennessee's run defense is uh, it doesn't suck. So yeah, uh. Gesicki is a fine play. You're probably playing him if you've got him. I, I doubt you were able to scrounge up a better option unless you like scooped up Dalton Schultz off waivers or Zach Ertz off waivers in like week five. Um, Schultz would have been more like week two probably, but yeah, um, Gesicki's probably the third best start here, and I don't know how excited I'd be about it. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, Gasicki is third. I would stream Tua in a deeper league, which I'm just going to keep giving promo for the Wednesday night or the Wednesday night record uh, podcast. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, It's a pass funnel uh, defense for Tennessee. Great run defense, bad pass defense. So in a deeper league, I'm okay streaming Tua. But in terms of guys that I want to start, uh, Brown and Waddle, yes. Uh, I would say if I have Mike Gasicki, um, I'm probably starting him. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, not super excited about a Deonta Foreman or a uh, Devontae Parker, as as Walker talked about. But I am very excited about Preston Williams, who is good at... No, he's terrible. <laughs> do not start Preston Williams. Uh, Mike, is there anybody other than Brown... We'll, we'll do this. Brown, Waddle, Gesicki. Is there anybody other than that you want to play? In a 41 over-under? I, I don't even know if I want to play any of these guys. But Mike uh, makes a good point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would. I guess the only one really I can even trust in this is Waddle in a PPR league. In a standard league, forget about it. So, I, yeah, I don't like any of these guys, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Where does where do we take Waddle next year in drafts? Mm, like mid-tier wide receiver two, probably. So, like... Uh, 15? 15 to 20, yeah. I, I would say he's... I mean, he's, like, fully actualized Jarvis Landry from way back when. So, yeah. like, what if Jarvis Landry was way more athletic? Um, yeah, he's a he's a fringe wide receiver one, but more like a mid-tier to maybe high-tier wide receiver two. So I'd probably take him ahead of most all the quarterbacks, um, behind probably 15 or so running backs and, like, three or four tight ends. He He's, like, a mid-fourth rounder. Okay. Mike, what do you think about that? I, I think I'm, I'm going to lean more towards the 20. The I, I think 15 mm-hmm. to 20 is a good range, solid range, uh, but I'm going to lean more towards the 20 until Tua can prove to me that he can actually get the ball in the end zone, and then I'm, I'll be much more happy to get Waddle. So if Tua, which I do expect to continue to get better, 
because he's gotten better even this year. Mm-hmm. I'm I want to get him closer to 20 because that return on investment is going to be so much more. But I, I kind of see him finishing anywhere between 17 and 15. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're all in the same ballpark there. Uh, make a good point about the touchdowns, Mike. So, um, all right, Walker's win, lose, or draw for this one is Tua, Gasicki, and Deonta Foreman. I'm going to go lost Deonta Foreman. Guy needs to score a touchdown, I think, to do anything because he's not catching passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't think the Miami defense is going to allow that to happen. I'm going to go to a draw because the man's just like 250 yards and touchdown. Now I got to do to a win because I keep talking about streaming in to a win. He's going to get 300 yards, three touchdowns. Mike Kosicki draw five for 65. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with to a win as well. Um, I think he's his normal is like 14, 15 points. And I think he's probably going to be around like 18 in this game. Um, Kosicki, I'll go with a draw. I, I think it's going to be a big Waddle game. I think Kasicki will be fine. Uh, and then Foreman loss, yeah. I, I don't think he scores this week, and therefore he'll have, like, five points. Okay. Um. All right. Who – or, Mike, who's your win-loser draw for this one? Uh, I like I like Tags as the, the win just because that Tennessee secondary is pitiful. Mm-hmm. And – he he's going to be finished probably in the QB 10 to 12 area. Except which is, for Kevin Byard. He's good. Byard's good. Um, so, yeah, it's I do believe he'll finish in the top 10 or 12, which is usually um, better than where he normally is. Uh, get sicky the draw because he's just doing what he normally does. He's good sicky, folks. Yeah, he's a good sicky. He's, he's not a bad sicky. Yeah. And Foreman, um, as bad as that secondary um, outside of Bayer is, uh, that the defensive front for Tennessee is really good. They are second against the run, um, second best against the run. So when you have an average running back in Foreman, he's not going to go anywhere. So he's going to get the loss. Uh, remember, Mike, when you would just say Mike Kosicki will make you sicky? Those were the days. Yes, yes was- Mike Kosicki will make you sicky. It's futilely pounding against Mike, screaming, no, Mike Gesicki will be good. And he did not <laughs> want any part of it. Yeah, uh, I did not. Speaking of not wanting any part of it, I don't want any part of a Titans victory. Give me Miami to win on the road. I hope so. I'm going to pick the Titans. Mike? Are you going Miami? I know you said you hope so. I do. But are you going to go with your gut, your heart, or your brain? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Miami here because I I do not think that I think Tennessee got lucky last week. Um, yeah, and, they did. And <laughs> the Miami's, better team lost. Miami's is one. What? How many in a row? Eight in a row. I think they'll continue Seven that winning in a row. streak. Seven in a row. They'll continue that winning streak. Well, then they'll get to eight in a row. All right. Next game up, Vegas 8-7, and seven, Indy 9-6. and six. This game has no line, no over-under, no nothing because <laughs> we don't know if Carson Wentz will be playing. Carson right. Wentz, unvaccinated, this might shock you guys, uh, caught COVID. Um, which e- everybody's catching COVID, but um, his his road back is a little bit different. Um, so is there he, a rule now? I know it's five days, but is it any different for vaccinated and unvaccinated players? Uh, I think they're just making it up to go as they go along. Um, it actually it looks like the new protocols. It doesn't matter if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed. So if you were one, if you were one of those players who begrudgingly got vaccinated, congratulations, you played yourself. 
uh, which you should have gotten vaccinated anyways, though. Um, hot take. I am anti-coronavirus. I know. Um, so he can clear COVID protocols on Sunday morning. And if he does, he'll play against the Raiders. So um, this is luckily a 10 a.m. game. So we'll know ahead of time. Um, Quentin Nelson went on and off the COVID list since uh, last week. He did miss Saturday's game. Um, Darius Leonard also off the COVID list. Brian Kelly off of the injury report. Um, so uh, Jonathan Campbell's practicing. Yeah, Paris Campbell's back at practice. So, uh, but Jonathan Taylor should have a good amount of his offensive line back. For the Raiders, uh, Darren Waller was placed on the COVID list on the 29th, so on Wednesday. So uh, it looks like he will miss the game because five days um, means he will not get cleared before uh, Sunday's game. So no Darren Waller. Uh, Casey Hayward placed on the COVID list on the 27th as well. And those are all the injuries listed for the Raiders. So the question for this one, Mike, did you really want to do this to yourself? No, I don't. I really don't. Um, in fact, how much? I think, will, yeah. No, I'll, go I'll, ahead. How, how much? All right. Go. You say the question. Okay, I'll say the question. Um, how much will Sam Ellinger affect Jonathan Taylor's production? More like Sam Mellinger. Next question. <laughs> sucks. Get him he out. He is uh, so bad. Yeah, he, he, he is the answer to the question. What if Taysom Hill was worse? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like that. um, yeah, that's pretty true. I would say probably doesn't affect it that much because they haven't really been throwing the ball a ton anyway. Um, defenses have been keying on the run, and it just doesn't really matter because the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor are too good. Um, the Raiders don't have a, all that great of a defense. It's fine. Um, I, I You're definitely playing Taylor no matter what, so I don't really think it matters because it, it's not going to affect it enough to, to not play Jonathan Taylor. The only thing that the only thing that Ellinger over Wentz affects, in my opinion, is, uh, well, it obviously it affects Michael Pittman and it affects who wins the game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think this one's going to be a hard one to choose because if Carson Wentz is back, I don't think we have to worry about all of this. But, yeah, if it's if it's Ellinger or Ellinger or however you say it, he they're just going to tee off on uh, on him when it's the passing game. I agree with Walker. I don't think this affects Jonathan Taylor too much. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter what's happening around the rest of the offense. It's just give Jonathan Taylor the ball 30 times. He's going to get like 125 to 130 yards and score at least one touchdown. I know that didn't happen last week, but that's been happening basically every single week. So I don't think it matters too much because Carson Wentz has been an afterthought. He's been an appendage to this offense for the past you know, few weeks. He's just been there. And um, it's been jo- the Jonathan Taylor show. I mean, to the point that somebody tried to tell me that the Texans shut down Carson Wentz. It's like, no, Jonathan Taylor just ran wild and did whatever he wanted. So I don't think it's going to affect Jonathan Taylor too much. I agree. I would, if it's Ellinger or Ellinger, I would not start Michael Pittman. I just, we saw what happened with Ian book. Like we've seen that we saw the show on Monday. I'm I'm not going to do this again. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I do think Sam Ellinger is better than Ian book, but that is the lowest possible bar to clear. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I'm not starting any Colts pass catchers. If Ellinger's in, um, that's really only one round draft choice too, right? Wasn't Ian Book seventh round? Ian Book was a fourth round. Ian Book got picked in the fourth round. 
he should have been a fourth round. Pick. Why yeah. the hell was he picked in the fourth I round? I don't because the uh, the Saints were continuing their tradition of doing a favor to the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I was lit- literally spit take. There is spit on my desk now. Um, <laughs> I was drinking water. Uh, well, he was born in El Dorado Hills, so you know that is. Oh just- man, never mind. Pride of the Central Valley. <laughs> Um, Ian Book, he's good now. He's good now, folks. Um, yeah, I, I, you said you can't trust anybody in the the Colts passing game, but that's only Michael Pittman, right? We're not starting anybody else. Oh God, no, no, you're not starting anybody else. Like even if T-Y. it's Carson. T Y. No, not T Y. Oh, not, not T Y. No. Oh, okay. I honestly forgot T Y Hilton existed, Mike. So that'll what? tell you a lot. T Y um, was good last week, but yeah, like he he's not he he doesn't have anywhere near a big enough role. Do you want a non-problematic Deshaun Jackson? Well, I have T.Y. Hilton for you. That's right. Like That's basically what he is now. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. All right. Bye. All right, Walker, we'll get the rest of this done in 45 minutes. (laughs) If that. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, On the Colts side, I think it is Jonathan Taylor, and that's it, unless Carson Wentz manages to get in the game. And then if he does, Pittman. But that's it. And then on the on the Raiders side, you're playing Renfro. I probably wouldn't play Carr. Um, just with Waller out, his numbers have not been good. And even in a good matchup against the Colts defense, I just don't I don't see the upside being there. Um, he's just going to be a mid tier QB too. Jacobs, you have to play because his role is huge right now. But yeah. I don't expect it to be an efficient game. Um, if you've got better options, then play them. But you you probably have to play Josh Jacobs. Um, just temper your expectations. You know, hope for the best. Um, yeah, Renfro's must start. Um, and then if you're desperate, Zay Jones has gotten 15 targets in the last two games. So what? Yeah, yeah, he's been active. Is there a different Zay Jones in the league? <laughs> no, it's it's that one. Uh, shout out Zay Jones, I guess. Um, the only cool thing he's ever done was that time he stood up where it looked like he was in reverse. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope he's I hope he's got his mentals in order from the yeah, thing that happened in the hotel a couple years marijuana ago. Marijuana. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, the synthetic marijuana. Yeah, yeah, he was gone. But I think he he's. I, honestly, I think it was just like he he got fooled by somebody who sold him weed that was way stronger than he thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it basically just seemed like, man, I am too high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um, the Kim Diche move as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, that, that's my take on it. Um, here's, there you, yeah, there you go. Here's my take. You must start Josh Jacobs. You must start Jonathan Taylor. You must start Hunter Renfro. And yeah. that is it. Yeah, that's it. You can start Michael Pittman. You can start, uh, um, Foster Moreau. And oh, Foster! I completely forgot about Foster Moreau. You need to start Foster Moreau. The Colts are terrible against tight ends. So yeah, if yeah. you are in a bind, you don't have a like top six, top eight tight end, just go with Foster Moreau. Don't mess around with, sorry, Walker, Tyler Conklin, who Lock, Walker loves. This guy loves Tyler Conklin. Don't uh, mess around yeah, with yeah, like fire Hunter. Up, fire Hunter. up chips. What did you say? Fire up chips. Tyler what Conklin, is... Central Michigan Chippewa. Oh, Chippewa. Okay, I was confused. I thought you meant... Uh, chips like uh, California Highway Patrol. I nope, not those. Um, oh, or Byron Pingle. Byron what? Byron Pingle. 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 
Uh, this is that, that that sounds like a bird. I had a boss used to say it Chipotle, and it drove me God, insane. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, I was gonna shout her out, but uh, her Chipotle. name is is now terrible. I was gonna say shout out Karen. Uh, uh, Ch- was... Chipotle. Uh, at least you know what's worse when people in Michigan add an S and pronounce it wrong, so it's Chipotle's. Chipotle's. Get out of here. <laughs> Going to get lunch at Chipotle's. Do you want anything? Just. <laughs> Just make yeah, it I one want, big lake. Just get Michigan out of here. I want, I want, I want you to experience the sweet release of death. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, win, lose, draw. Carr, Ellinger, and Jacobs. Uh, Ellinger stays losing. Get him out. Uh, Carr is a draw, which is like 200 yards and a touchdown. And Josh Jacobs wins, which is he will score a touchdown on top of his 85 total yards and three catches. Yeah, I'm actually going to say Sam Ellinger wins because uh, anything more than zero is a win because he has not scored any points this year. That um, is true. And because I don't want to give the win to either of the other guys. I will say a draw for Derek Carr. Yeah, he's going to have like 225 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and like 20 rushing yards. Um, and then Josh Jacobs with a loss. I think he'll be inefficient and won't score. All right. Mike, what are your thoughts? I agree exactly with Walker. Uh, Ellinger right. went because, I mean, when your base is zero, you just need to run 10 yards and you're good. Uh, what if he throws a pick and gets benched? Ooh. Benched for who? Yeah, I don't I don't who's, know. Who who's the backup backup quarterback? They cut Jacob Eason. The backup, yeah, they, backup quarterback. Uh, they got robbed up uh, with Jacob Beeson too. They were trying. They were trying to sneak him underneath the door, and um, Buffalo was like, oh, "Nope." Is it? I'm just gonna guess. Uh, somehow, Nick Mullins. Uh, no, it's <laughs> Scott Tolzien. They signed him again. Scott was, Tolzien. No, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I was like, "Oh my God, that guy's still it around." It was um, um, Brett Hundley. It was Hundley, but oh, I don't know why they, they go they with Ellen Hundley? over Hundley. Yeah, Brett Hundley, baby. Let's go. I don't think Hundley's the guy, though. I don't Neither Hundley is Ellinger. Well, Hundley's the only guy. Uh, Hundley is on the practice squad. And then um, James Morgan is on practice squad COVID-19. So James, um, James Morgan, who I literally got mad right. watching his college tape. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I oh, forgot yeah, that, that they yeah. signed James Morgan. That is correct. <laughs> Brett Hundley is significantly better than James Morgan. Yeah, yes. which is not saying much about... I, I think Brett Hundley is definitely better than Sam Ellinger, but Ellinger's been there a while, so he actually knows what he's doing in the system. Yeah, so, all right. Um, can we do conditional wins? Because I think if Carson Wentz is there, the Colts win. If he's not, the the Raiders win. Uh, I'm going to say no. I think you just got to pick it. Yeah, you got to pick it. I'm uh, the Colts. Yeah, because I don't think COVID-19 protocols mean anything anymore. So I agree. I'm going with but, the COVID COVID adults. Walker, I'm, I'm proud of you. You nailed that. Nailed it. We got it. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with the Indianapolis COVIDs. We got them. They're, right. They are. They have been exterminated from the NFL after winning this game. Yeah, the Indianapolis SARS-CoV twos. <laughs> uh, that's how nerds say COVID nineteen still. There are people still saying car- SARS-CoV two. It's like get. Get over yourself. All right. Jacksonville. It's, it's that one. La- it's that lady that posted the picture on Twitter where she has like nine masks on the plane. <laughs> nine masks. Holy shit. No, she she had like three masks on plus a face shield. Plus like she took like a whole Xanax bar. God. 
My sister teaches, so she's around like virus factories all day. She still only wears two masks and she's fine. There you go. Shout out to my sister who took four COVID tests, five COVID tests in the four days before my brother's birthday to make sure she did not give my mom COVID. Shout out to my sister. All right. Five COVID tests in four days, baby. She basically lived with a swab up her nose for (laughs) the better part of a week. Um, Jacksonville, two and 13. New England, nine and six. This is a very weird line because it's a low over under, but a massive favorite. 41 and a half point over under. New England, 15 and a half point favorites. So, okay, okay, okay. So that is an implied point total of what? Um, 13 for Jacksonville? Give or take, yeah, about 13. That is gross. Yeah, so it's going to be like, a, they think it's going to be like a 27-13 game or a 28-13 28-13 is, yeah. yeah. 28-13 is what the implied total here is. And, uh, yeah, I, I I would probably bet the under. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. So um, my sleeper tight end this week, James O'Shaughnessy, has missed two straight practices. Um, so guess who Chris is Manders. next up? Nope. Oh, boy. Uh, um. Walker, there is a syndrome you named after this guy. Kahale Warring. Yeah, buddy. Woo! Next man up. He's back. <laughs> oh, God. He's going to go out there. He's going to play 63% of snaps and have one catch for zero yards. Six targets, uh, one catch, and uh, seven yards is what I think it's going to be. Yeah, he's uh, awful. He is so bad at football. Um, But, yeah, my question for this game is uh, – Hold on. I haven't done injuries yet. Well, hurry up. Uh, Cam, Cam Robinson is on the COVID list for the Patriots. Uh, Damian Harris was limited in Wednesday and Thursday. Nelson Aguilar has not practiced with his concussion yet, so he's probably not going to play. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is off of the COVID list. And Matt all Judon. Cap, all caps. And Keel Harry season? <laughs> That's right. Uh, Nikhil uh, Harry season is like three targets, one catch, uh, 25 yards, and two brutal drops. And um, one really cool block. Yeah. Uh, Matt Judon is on the COVID list. He was placed on on the 27th, which means he has a chance to play on Sunday. I love this. Now I have to figure out how many days it's been. All right. So, Walker, your question. Uh, direct it towards Mike specifically, please. Yes. Uh, Mike, is Dario Gumbawale going to be a top 24 running back this week? You betcha he will be. Hell yeah, Dario Gumbawale is a top 24 back. Absolutely. Every time he starts, he's number one, baby. Number one. Uh, I vehemently disagree with Mike. He'll be running back 25. <laughs> I, what? I haven't, what? I, I haven't ranked at 27, but I think you could easily. How uh, can you have him at 27? It's Dario Gumbawale. <laughs> I'm just impressed Mike can do this bit and say Dario Gumbawale correctly every single time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this is simply proving that uh, Mike doesn't like Tua Tungo Bailoa enough to learn how to pronounce his name. <laughs> uh that's true uh, but yeah uh i think dari is going to be perfectly fine um i i might be playing him in my in my championship mike mike you gotta play him it's a championship baby. <laughs> mike if i title. if i play dario gumbawale and in the championship and i win i will immediately send you the picture <laughs> i would uh, just send will, it now. Send it now. It's done. All right, Mike, starter, st- who are we starting? Jonathan Taylor or Dario Gumbuwale? 
Does that even have to be a question? It's Dario Uncle Bawale! There you go. We're gonna, Mike's go. basically doing a wrestling promo. For I know. Dari Mike's doing it. Mike's doing a shoot for Dari. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I Eat think your he's prayers gonna... and say your vitamins, Dari Ogunbowale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can keep doing this, man. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh. uh I, I, I have yeah okay so he's gonna be he's gonna be good um he's not gonna be great because the offense sucks but he's gonna do what he can and he'll be the uh, he'll get a bunch of touches New England if they can be beat it's on the ground so yeah I I think you can play him obviously it's not the most ideal situation but um he's a better option than like like I would play him over Saquon for example or I would play him over like. Deontay Foreman. So, if that's what you're looking at, then get get the boy Dare in there. Yeah, get it, get him in there. Um, I'm changing. I was gonna call this episode the Elote incident, but now it's gonna be Dare to start <laughs> El Gumbawale. But Love Dare, it. like Dare to keep kids off drugs or whatever it was. <laughs> All right, uh, Laquan Treadwell loses. Next question. No. Yes. No, he doesn't. Laquan Treadwell is uh He's well, he's a football player, folks. But you know what? He undoubtedly has a National Football League contract. That is correct. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Hunter uh, Hunter Henry for the win. I almost said Hunter Renfro. Um, Hunter Henry for the win. I think he'll score a touchdown or maybe two. Um, Mac Jones should throw at least a couple touchdowns, and usually those go to Henry. So yep. Um. Yeah, I would play him. Um, Treadwell is the draw. He gets between 9 and 11 points every week. So he's probably going to do that. And then I'm going to go with Marvin Jones' loss. I think if anybody gets followed around by J.C. Jackson, it's Marvin. And I wouldn't, oh, yeah. expect, uh, I wouldn't expect him to have an efficient day as a result. No, yeah. Marvin Jones uh, has just been keyed in on by opposing defenses. It's like, all right, you are the confident player on this team now. Um, so he's the loss. I'll go Treadwell with the win. Uh, there will be an unprecedented thing, which is uh, Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown. Uh, it'll be a garbage time touchdown. And then Hunter Henry gets a draw, which is two catches for 12 yards and two touchdowns. That'd be a win. One touchdown would be a draw. Uh, I mean, okay, so he gets two catches for 12 yards and one touchdown. That is the Hunter Henry draw. So, 9.2 right. points, baby. That's right. Uh, the Patriots win. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Some, somebody was like, "Is this a trap game?" Because no. I Someone I made that, that a trap. I made that joke on Twitter, which was the uh, that comic of the guy with the question marks, and it was uh, Bill Belichick trying to figure out what the Jags do well so he could take it away. And somebody was like, "Don't you think this is a trap game?" I was like, "No. What are you stupid?" <laughs> I hope he listens. All right. So speaking oh, of stupid. So- so with the um, oh yeah, Mike, real, you had a, a thing. Yeah, real quick with Trevor Lawrence, we've all known he's not throwing touchdowns, but I was looking it over. So in week one, he threw three touchdowns. Really good day, three touchdowns. That right? was against and, the Texans, right? Yeah. That was against the Texans. He had to take him 51 attempts to do so, but he did throw for three touchdowns. It's taken him 10 games to throw three touchdowns. That is is that bad? That's, that, 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 that is almost unbelievably 
uh, Blad. So I I think that there this is the most extremely obvious case of next year Trevor Lawrence's touchdowns will be higher. Yes, it, exactly. Yeah, positive touchdown regression will come. Absolutely. Let, so let me do this. So in 2010, uh, Troy Smith played six games at quarterback for the 49ers, and he threw five touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> so Trevor Lawrence is on a worse streak than Troy Smith. Dude. Troy Smith, Heisman winner. Yeah. Well, Undoubtedly. That that's a thing that happened. That is for sure. He sure he won, won the Heisman, Heisman. That, and he sure never did anything else. That's right. Not even invited to the Heisman house because people would be like, "Who are you?" In those <laughs> commercials. All right. Next game up is Tampa Bay and the Jets. Tampa Bay is eleven and four. Jets are four and eleven. Forty-five and a half point over under. Tampa Bay thirteen point favorites. Let's get this out of the way. Any upset here? No. 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 God no. Okay. Uh, injuries in this one. Tevin Coleman is on the COVID list. Uh, sure. Uh, Jameson Crowder. Yeah, who cares? Jameson Crowder. Well, uh, he will mysteriously get like eight carries for some reason. And and this will stop them from doing that. Jameson Crowder did not practice on Thursday with a calf issue. Elijah Moore is in the 50-50 range for being able to play this weekend. Uh, Robert Sala is back to coaching uh, with COVID stuff. Tyler Croft is on the COVID list as of the 27th. So he might come back. Um, for Tampa Bay, uh, Antonio Brown did not practice on Thursday, was limited on Wednesday, um, but it seems to be precautionary. Uh, Mike Evans returned to practice on Thursday. He's dealing with a hamstring and COVID-19. Bruce Arians uh, tested positive for COVID. Um, and uh, unless you forgot, uh, Chris Godwin is on um, IR, as is Leonard Fournette. He's placed on short-term IR. Rashad Perriman is off, off of the COVID list. So, boys, no Leonard Fournette playing the Jets, the worst running back defense in the last decade. I got to ask. Walker and I talked about it yesterday. Got to ask Mike. Is it Keyshawn Vaughn season, baby? Can we stream Keyshawn Vaughn? Is it happening, Mike? I, I like him in a flex. I, Tampa, uh, New York, the giant. Jeez, can I? You'll get there. I, I, I will. I will. Except uh, my Jets. Step. Step by New step. York the Jets, game. the New York Jets, uh, New Jersey Jets, for real. Mike's like uh, Mets, no, Nets. No, no, oh. uh, Yankees, uh, no, uh, not the Yankees. Um, Islanders. The, the New York Colts, no, not, not so much. Um, but the New York Jets are are susceptible to the end around, um, the edges. And guess where Keyshawn Vaughn lives? He's very much. He's not, gonna be, he's not going to be going through those gaps. So, yes, I could see Keyshawn Vaughn hitting a home run. And with that, you're automatically in flex territory. I would play Keyshawn Vaughn if I was an underdog. If I was, like, a prohibitive mm-hmm. favorite, I would not be playing Keyshawn Vaughn. I but agree. I, yeah. Because Keyshawn I, Vaughn is probably either going – it's either going to be a blowout where Keyshawn Vaughn gets a bunch of meaningless carries and puts up 15 fantasy points – Yes. Or the Buccaneers are going to fool around with their food for like three quarters, and Vaughn will get three touches the whole game and be a complete dud. Yeah, it could be a situation where Tom Brady will be obsessed with like, be like, I'm going to get Rob Gronkowski going again. And yeah, they'll, like Wise Walker put it, playing with their food. And um, that might be annoying, but uh, he he will either get, I think he'll either get like six or 16 fantasy points and nowhere in the middle. Yeah, like I, I would, yeah, what I was going to say is like it's either going to be double digits or under five. 
Yeah. So not a lot or a lot. No. And watch, he's going to come back and be like 12 for 65 and one uh, catch for five yards. Eight yeah. points on the dot. Yeah. Come which on. is fine. And then you would probably not be that upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, in in right. other news in this game, uh, don't play any Jets that aren't named Michael Carter. That's what I was going to say. So even if Elijah Moore plays, please do not start him. No, like, I know it's I know it's a good matchup, but we don't know how healthy Moore is going to be. Um, Zach Wilson is awful. It, it the Bucks' pass defense is bad in terms of giving up yards, but they're good in terms of picking off the opposite the opposing quarterback. And Wilson is good at throwing them. So. Yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a good game for the Jets passing offense, despite the on-paper matchup. Michael Carter is the only guy you can play. He will get a million carries and way too many dump-off targets, and he'll be super inefficient, and he'll probably fall into the end zone and get like 18 points somehow anyway. Yeah, he'll look terrible all game long because the Jets look terrible, and he'll still end up as running back 19. Yeah, se- 17 carries for 48 yards. And a touchdown, and then five catches for 16 yards. Hey, and then somehow 17.4 points. Yep, that's that's how it will go. Um, all right, boys, win, lose, or draw. Av Gronk and Michael Carter. Uh, Gronk's been kind of rough lately, ah, so I'm gonna yeah. I'll give him the win. Um, I think it's a good Gronk game. The Jets are a get right game for almost everybody. Uh, I will say, I'll say it's a draw for, uh, it's a draw for Brown. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge blow up game, but he's the clear top receiver with Evans banged up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll probably get high single digit targets and catch most of them. And I will say Michael Carter loses and I don't think it'll be like disastrous, but, um, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't score a touchdown here, you're flirting around that 10-point range, which you can still play him, but I definitely think he's more of an RB2 slash flex this week than, like, the fringe RB1 he's been at times due to his volume. All right. Um, and we already – I was going to ask win, lose, or draw. Or, Mike, did you give your win, lose, or draw? No, but I kind of agree with Walker. Uh, I think Gronk will come back a little bit. He's just been miserable for, like, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. Um. And I think that he'll be back. Uh, AB will be AB. Um, that gives him the draw. Um, there's no one else that that uh, terrific Tom can throw to but to AB. So there you go. Uh, and then it, even though I just said Gronk's going to get the win, but as far as wide receivers go, AB is the only viable wide receiver. And then Michael Carter, I just can't trust. I can't trust any of these Jets. We've talked about it. Uh, I don't care how bad this defense is um, against the pass. I don't care if they've been miserable against the run. It does not matter. The Jets offense just stinks. So Michael Carter is the loss. All right. Um, and we all went with Tampa Bay. So let's move on to the next game. Philly is eight and seven. They travel to Washington, who is six and nine. They have a very nice record. 45 point over under Philly. Four point favorites. Uh, injuries for this one. Uh, Jordan Howard returned to practice with his stinger issue. He was limited, but it's a good sign for him suiting up. Uh, Jalen Hurts was limited in practice on Wednesday, but it was just a precautionary maintenance day. Jordan, um, Miles, Jordan Howard out, out here like Tiger Woods with a, with a stinger. Just going to let that sit in the air for a you second. Don't get, do you get it? No, I don't follow golf. 
Is a it, stinger is a type of golf shot. Ah, it's when, you, it hit when, a, you, it, it's when you hit a it, long iron really low. Is it when you flip your car? No. Oh. What happens if you're in a stinger? Stingray. Never mind. A stingray. Uh, this is, is just a lot of jokes. Definitely landing. Let's move. <laughs> it's, <laughs> folks, it's a Waleed's well, not here. <laughs> yeah, the professional comedian, not here. Uh, Nick Sirianni said Miles Sanders with a broken hand won't be placed on IR, but he is not playing this weekend. Um, and that is it for injuries for the Eagles. For Washington, um, let's see. Curtis Samuel was limited in Thursday's practice with a hamstring issue. Antonio Gibson was sidelined with a hip issue on Thursday and Wednesday. He was limited. Um, Taylor Heineke will start in week 17, but Kyle Allen will, quote, probably play. Brandon Scherf is back from COVID. Um, good luck. Uh, <laughs> all right. Mike wants to know if Jalen Hurts is the only viable starter in this game. And I w- if there's no Jordan Howard, I will start Boston Scott, and I will start Dallas Goddard. I will probably play Devontae Smith, too. I mean, he's a wide receiver three, but it's a good matchup, and he's a very good player. Um, I If Antonio Gibson is out with his injury, I am not playing any Washington football teamers. Um, if he's in, I will play him, and that's it. Uh yeah, on the Eagles side, I'll play Hertz. I'll play Goddard. I'll play Smith in deeper leagues or in three wide receiver leagues. Um, and I'll play Scott if Howard's out. But if both Howard and Scott play, you can't trust either of them. Okay. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I don't think you can. My, my opinion is I don't think. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is the only viable starter. Um, I mean, you could play these guys. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with that, but as a starter themselves, we're talking about one through 24. Um, well, I guess Goder will finish between one and 24 or one and 12 as a starter. Maybe I should hope he finishes between one and 24. Yeah. If he doesn't, that's really bad. Uh, but one and through 12 kid, maybe. Yeah. I mean, every time I'm like looking at these players, I'm just like, Maybe, maybe Goddard finishes within the top 12, you know, so the only certainty that I have out of the, any of the Philadelphia Eagles or Washington football team, for that matter, is uh, Jalen Hurts, where I can say, yes, he will finish in the top 12. So we're talking, talking about him finishing, call him Dallas Gogert. Gogert. What was Gogert? It was that. Gogert was a, it was a. The Go-Gurt. squeeze tube yogurt. Yes, what it was. Yeah, I don't know what I, I think I know what Walker was going for with that. But again, I, I get it. I'm not laughing, but I get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, win, lose or draw. Miles Sanders, who is not playing. I'm going to say he's the lose. Uh, Gibson, who's probably not playing. I will say he's also the lose. And Taylor Heineke, who uh, is probably going to get benched for Kyle Allen. He is also the lose. Get him out of here. Get lose, lose, here. lose. I, I, this is the only one of the year where I will accept the rule breaking. <laughs> They all Bunch lose. Of losers. Don't play any. Get them out of here. Uh, get them out. Washington football team also loses. Uh, Eagles win. Yeah, Eagles fly, win. Eagles, fly. Go, Birds. All right. They're going to make playoffs with this terrible team, and they're just going to get romped in the first. Yeah, they're going to go. They're going to go nine and eight, get the seven seed, and get absolutely murdered by either Tampa or L.A. in the first round. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be, be horrible. Yeah, and whoever the Niners play will lose. All right. 
Rams travel to Baltimore. Rams are 11 and four. Baltimore is eight and seven. Uh, another game that if Lamar Jackson plays would have been a better Sunday night football game. 46 and a half point over under Rams, three and a half point favorites. Uh, Andrew Whitworth has been activated from the COVID list. Um, there is, quote, a good possibility that Cam Akers plays against the Ravens. Daryl Henderson has been placed on IR with a knee issue to get him ready for the playoffs. He played one snap last week, or he had one carry last week. Lamar Jackson got in a limited practice on Wednesday, looked terrible. If you saw the video of he him, was limping. My man was limping hard. He did not practice on Thursday, which does not bode well for his availability on Sunday. Hollywood Brown missed practice due to an illness. Doesn't sound like COVID, but no, uh, no news there. And, uh, Tyler Huntley was activated from the COVID list, so no more Josh Johnson. Uh, he will be released into the ether to start for a third team this year uh, for some reason. So, he's going to start uh, for Washington week, seven, week 18. He's going to start for the Colts this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> the Colts pick him up and they're like, oh yeah, he's better than Sam Ellinger. We're, we're putting him in there. Oh yeah. Um, so Walker, your question is with Akers coming back, is Michelle still the starter? Yes, next question. Yeah, uh, this is more to say you can keep rolling with Michelle. He's looked good. They've stated that they plan to keep feeding him the rest of the regular season. Um, they're not like Akers might get a few touches in this game. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but they're not going to rush him back just just because um, there's no reason to do that. If they if need be, they'll even, you know, they'll give Jake Funk a few touches in a, you know, in garbage time if they need to. So, yeah, uh, don't play Acres. Do play Michelle. This this is more just a setup to be like, don't worry about it, guys. Yeah, and let me speak to that point, Mike. Before you go, um, I I heard I think it was on the Around the NFL podcast they were talking about Cam Acres getting activated. So if you have three weeks on an active roster, it counts as a, a crude season for you for pension and stuff. So it's Sean McVay said he's basically doing Cam Akers a solid for working so hard this year by giving him a year served uh, by these three games and hoping that he can play for the playoffs. I don't expect Cam Akers in this game. I agree. I think it's going to be Jake Funk, uh, Jake Funk State Farm. Uh, Mike, uh, what do you think? Are you kind of in agreement? Yeah, I don't see Cam Akers playing at all. Uh, yeah, I don't, especially this week. Um Maybe we don't see him, I mean, at all this season. Uh, I think that's a I don't think possibility. Yeah. I think he's on the roster for three weeks and they throw him back on IR. Just so that yeah. the crew just is, is, is what you said, sort of yeah. give him some return. But, um, yeah, I don't – maybe in a meaningless week eight or 18 game um, that he plays uh, like a snap or two just to see, you know, get the fill in his feet yeah. and stuff. But um, he won't play in the playoffs and he won't play this week at all. Okay. Um, so before we get to the win, lose, or draw, um, how, let me ask a question. How many Rams pass catchers are we starting this week? So there's four possible. Obviously, we're starting Cooper Cup. But then we got OBJ, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby against a truly god awful raven secondary yeah i'm gonna i'm still in in a in like normal tyler higby is not in my top 12 i i you can stream him this week because baltimore's bad at defense but um he's not a starter for me i would start odell and um 
I think Jefferson's a fine flex play, but he's riskier. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Higby got his his in um, last week. Uh, now he'll so go it's back load to, management now. Yes, After definitely got load management. We we got to schedule our load management like I do every single day. Um, and load management for Tyler Higby is nothing. So there is no <laughs> load management there. Jeff, Jesus. He, load management every single day, Mike. Yes, you got to make sure that 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 vitamin. <laughs> Jeff, get out of here. Oh, my God. He's so, think, you guys can't see him. He's managing right now. Holy he was one inch from the camera. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? God, I was giving Mike the evil eye for that daily load <laughs> management comment. Um, Make sure you eat your vitamins um, and say your prayers. Drink some pineapple so, um, juice. Yeah. If, if you're doing daily load management, prayers ain't going to save you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do win, lose, or draw because we're off the rails. Uh, going, going to the church to go into the confessional because I jacked off. <laughs> I'm guilty. There's there's Walker's comment that he sticks in the middle of the episode because he thinks <laughs> that I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> and That's he is not, guess what? It's not explicit tag. I didn't use any swears. <laughs> guess what? He is always correct. It always stays in. Uh, win, lose, or draw. Stafford, uh, Freeman, and um. Master Bateman. Yeah, I was going to say. Master Bateman. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Rashad. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just going to go first on line because, I'm, because I'm talking. Um, Matthew Stafford win, um, especially Bateman. after last week. He had a rough game, but he remembered how to play football in the fourth quarter to close it out. And this Baltimore defense is so hurt. Uh, Stafford should tear him apart. Devontae Freeman Big L, he has completely lost his role, uh, probably because he's real old and bad. Um, and Rashad Bateman, I will say, is a draw because he's just been kind of an ancillary option here. He gets a few targets and catches a couple of them. I wouldn't recommend playing him. I wouldn't yeah. either. His yeah, weight was to, made just because he scored a touchdown. I'd yeah. have to agree with uh, Walker. On this one, Devonta Freeman reminds me a lot of if you find an old computer and you like turn it on, you're like, oh, my God, it works. And then the second you task it with doing anything difficult, you're like, oh, my God, this does not work anymore. Yeah, that's what Devonta Freeman is. Um, Let me ask you guys a question, though. If Lamar Jackson plays. Yeah. If he plays, are we playing him? (sighs) It depends on who you have. I mean, if your other option is like. You know, I don't know. Lamar Jackson or Trey Lance? Uh, I would still play Lamar. I, I think if, if you're deciding between Lamar Jackson and Trey Lance, uh, I would go with Lamar Jackson. What about Lamar Jackson or... Uh, I can't think of another guy that you might have because it wouldn't be Drew Locke. It would be... Lamar Jackson or... Um, Kirk Cousins. Uh, in that weather, I don't trust Kirk at all. Um, it's going to be like five degrees in Green Bay. Ooh. I um. Yeah, I'd still go with Lamar. I I, I would. I think if this one's a, a bit closer. Uh, I like that Green Bay is the 29th worst defense. Walker does bring a point about the weather. 
and it's going to be it's going to be in Green Bay. So uh, Kirk Cousins' arm isn't the greatest arm either. Uh, I think I'll go Lamar, barely. Okay, if Lamar plays, he's not running. I will not start Lamar Jackson under any circumstances this weekend. That that's a good point too. That's just something I wasn't thinking about. But Lamar I, Jackson, I I would play Lamar Jackson even without any running over like Matt Ryan. Well, if you have Matt Ryan as your option, you're already not in the finals. You don't have to worry about it. Most likely, that is the case. Yes. Yes. This isn't like Dak Prescott, where we were talking a lot of trash while having Dak Prescott on our rosters. <laughs> yeah, where we were all like, Dak's been terrible. And then all three of us were like, we have to start Dak this week. That's right. All and right. then he right. came through, baby. 35 in a, points. In a big way. Uh, Rams win. Rams win. Oh, yeah. This is. I don't even know how there are only three and a half point um, favorite here. I, I would I, think it would be much more uh, Rams win. Yeah, I think it's because it's a 10 a.m. road game. Yeah, like, and because John Harbaugh is a good coach and Baltimore will be very desperate to win this game, but they just don't have enough healthy players to win this game. Yeah, and I'll be really rooting for the Rams because the Colts lost to the Ravens earlier this year, so that would be very beneficial for the Colts. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Denver and the Chargers. Denver is 7-8. and eight. The Chargers are 8-7. and seven. Uh, This is a Chargers home game, 45-point over-under. Chargers, 5.5-point favorites in this one. Injuries for the Chargers. Mike Williams is off the COVID list, as is Corey Lindsey, as is Joey Bosa, as is Jalen Guyton, as is Kenneth Murray, as is Austin Eckler. Ah, Chris Harris got put on it. Um, I was going to I was just keep going down the list. By the way, this MF said Corey Lindsey. I thought I said Corey Lindsley. I know uh, his name is Corey Lindsley. I must have I, just whiffed on the pronunciation. Yep. Um, anyways, Javante Williams for the Broncos, I believe that's the team he plays on. Uh, he and Melvin Gordon were both limited in practice on Thursday, but they're both going to play on Sunday. Drew Locke, unfortunately, was upgraded to full in practice on Thursday. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater will not be playing on Sunday. He still has not practiced. Um, Tim Patrick is on the COVID list. He will not be activated for Sunday. Uh, same with defensive lineman Mike Purcell, uh, who does not matter too much, but he was a preseason darling for the 49ers. So I always talk about Mike Purcell. Um, so the uh, question in this game is, I think it's very an interesting discussion, but it's also a next question for me. Uh, is Justin Herbert the QB1 for next season? No, Josh Allen is. Correct. But I wouldn't argue with somebody having Herbert at two. No, I think that's fine. Um I will probably go into next year with Herbert at three behind Allen and Mahomes. Yeah. But yeah, he's, I I think it's tough to say he's not top three. Um, Yeah. It's uh, shout out Lyndall who has you, everybody on fantasy Twitter knows who she is. Um, She was like the number one Herbert evangelist and this is a Broncos fan. So it's not like she was biased or anything. Um, she has every incentive to root against this guy, and she was just like, yeah, I think Herbert's going to be a top three quarterback this year. And um, no one else agreed with that, and she was correct. So uh, good call on that one. He's been ridiculous this season. Uh, he's going to be an elite quarterback for a long time. He runs a little bit. He's got a cannon arm. He's got great weapons. Um, if they if they were to replace Joe Lombardi with an actual offensive coordinator, then maybe I'd consider him for QB1. But... Uh, Joe Lombardi is too stupid to allow this man to 
reach the heights that he could reach. He's just going to have to do it on his own mostly, and that is good enough for QB3, but probably not good enough for QB1. Uh, I tend to agree. Um, I think just, I think Allen, Herbert and Mahomes will be a tier next year. I think it, I, I was thinking about this. I think the top three at each position is going to be very spicy next year with a good amount of turnover inside of it. Um, you know, you will have in this one, there are people will be with Herbert as QB one. I would not do it, but I get it. Josh Allen, QB two, Patrick Mahomes, QB three. Um, those guys inside the top three. Um, at running back, you've got JT at the top. Then it gets very interesting with like Henry and CMC and, um, you know, like Najee Harris, Austin Eckler. There's people who will kind of get itchy about the injuries to Henry and, and um, CMC go in a different direction. And um, at tight end, uh, people are going to put Pitts in their top three. So I think that this is a very interesting question because I think the top three at each position are going to get kind of flipped on their head next year. But to answer the question, no, I don't think Herbert's QB1. Mike, what do you think? Sitting patiently while we rip his question apart. <laughs> no, it's good discussion. Uh, I I like Herbert as my number one. Hmm. I don't know hmm. if I'm going to stick to that or not, but I, I can see after what has it been – four years now with Josh Allen and they've outside of his rookie year, they've all been really good. I can mm-hmm. kind of see in a step back. We saw a step back with Patrick Mahomes this year. And I could see Herbert just being that more momentous because it will be his third season. Uh, so that's my case for Herbert. I don't know if I'll stick to it, but I, it's definitely a mixture of all three of those guys and pros and cons. And you could fit each one being a QB one. You could fit each one not to be the QB one, uh, but we'll see what ends up happening. But for right now, I do have Justin Herbert as my QB one. Okay, let's do this. You are in a two quarterback league, Mike. You are pick four. Uh, CMC Henry and Jonathan Taylor are all off the off the board. You're drafting with dum dums. So the smart play here is a quarterback. Which quarterback is it? Are you going to take Justin Herbert as your first round pick next year over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? Is this a redraft? Yes. Uh, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to kindly redirect you to my uh, Twitter profile, which says I'm never referring to Dynasty. <laughs> um, in a redraft league. Uh, I think I'd go with Josh Allen. There's the answer to your question as to who your QB what is. Yeah, I think it's close between Herbert and Allen, but I just don't think I can step away from Josh Allen just because of his rushing mm-hmm. capabilities. Yeah, and this Herbert is, just doesn't do that, do it enough. Yeah, that's that's always rubber meets the road when you're in a draft and you got to make that pick. You're like, ooh, maybe that guy isn't who I have ranked here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when it comes to the draft time, then believe me, I know I. I did, did I ever tell you guys I skipped on Jonathan Taylor twice in my yes. draft league? Oh, uh, a couple of times. I think you mentioned that <laughs> twice. Um, so, all right, back to the game, though. The game itself. Um, are we – I'm going to ask a question. A, a Bronco not named Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon, are we even considering them? I don't even know if you can consider Gordon anymore. Um, all right. So I guess that's a, a, a yes and a no. Um, 
Walker, what do you think? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> it's Gordon is a flex uh, option, but uh, no, none of the none of the uh, peripheral options for Denver are playable at all. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, Melvin Gordon last week had eight touches for zero yards. Oof. But the two, but yeah, he's been on a downward trend. Uh, 111 yards. 50, or 62 yards and zero yards. So I don't know if I can lean into that. It's that same thing we were talking about earlier. If I bench Melvin Gordon and he goes off on my bench, so be it. The man had zero yards last week. And it wasn't like he got schemed out of it. He touched the ball eight times for zero total yards. So I'm fine getting away from Melvin Gordon. But any other Bronco, I'm not touching him. Uh, no, no, not at all. There, there's no one there. I mean, who are you, you going to trust, especially if Drew Locke's a quarterback? I mean, there's no wide receiver on this team that you can play with confidence. Yeah. Um. All right. So, let's, Mike, let's go to your win, lose, or draw. Um, I think we all have Gordon as the lose here. Yes. Um. And then the other two uh, options are Williams and Eckler. Uh, wo- uh, Williams being Michael Williams, correct? No. No. Javante. Javante Williams. Okay. So Javante Williams with the win, Austin Eckler with the draw. That was easy. I was I was freaking out when I thought I had to talk about Mike Williams, who I don't <laughs> know what to think about Mike Williams anymore. Hey, is Mike Williams gonna get a thousand and ten? Yes. No. Yes. There's he's there's still, how close is he? I mean, I know he's gonna he has do eight, it. Eight touchdowns right now? He has seven touchdowns right now. He's going to get yeah. three this game. And then Walker will look stupid. <laughs> he will get he's a thousand gonna... yards on the year, though. He'll get like a thousand and eight. What, what is yeah, he at? Like 900? He'll, yeah, he'll probably end up with like a thousand and twelve yards and eight touchdowns. And Jeff's going to be hopping mad. I am going to throw my hat on the ground and then jump on it and say. <laughs> he's going to throw his hat on the ground and then, shoot it, and then shoot it with a revolver a bunch of times like Yosemite Sam. And then smoke <laughs> will come out of my ears and I will turn beet red. That's um, right. <laughs> I, I just, I want to see Jeff with a gun in his hand. That's what I want to see. I've shot a gun. <laughs> well, I haven't, so. It was a Mosin Nagant and it's very awkward because I'm a lefty and those are not built for lefties. You know what? Do you know what happened to you if you were a lefty in the uh, Soviet military in World War II? I guess you died because the guns did not work for you. Oh, <laughs> it's a so it's a bolt action, and um, uh, since I'm a lefty, I had to like reach over the gun to do the bolt. Oh, the, the, the yeah, bolt. yeah. So it's a uh, very stupid. Um, yeah, Austin Eckler wins. Uh, for the Chargers, we're starting obviously Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Justin Herbert. Uh, what about Mike Williams, who can go for a thousand and ten this year? <laughs> Mike Williams is not going to do a dang thing in this game, especially against this defense. Neither will Jared Cook, because this has been the best tight end defense in the league this year. Yes, I know Jared Cook scored a touchdown against him earlier this year. No, I don't care. Oh, uh, yes. well, yeah, he already had his game against Denver, so now it's going to be a goose egg. Yeah, he had the massive line of two for 25 and a touchdown. He torched the Broncos. Woo! Yeah, in a 13 to 28 loss, he had a touchdown with 434 left in the game. So, um, all right, uh, who wins this one? I'm going to go Chargers. Yeah, uh, Drew Locke isn't winning. Give me the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, Chargers is, well, yeah. 
more like Drew's a lock to lose this game. Drew's a lock to lose. All right. Houston. So Mike Williams needs 36 more yards. They hit 1,000 and three more touchdowns. He's going to do it, folks. More and more, more and more people, not a lot of people know this, but more and more people are saying it. Uh, he's going to do it, folks. He's going to get catches 10 times, 15 times for the rest of the season. All right. Uh, Houston travels to San Francisco. Houston is 4 and 11. Niners are 8 and 7. 44 point over under. Niners 12 and a half point favorites. Injuries in this one. Jimmy Garoppolo insists he will play this weekend. Uh, he practiced for literally 20 minutes on Wednesday and did not practice on Thursday. Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. It is the world's dumbest smokescreen. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was limited in practice on Wednesday, uh, but he's missed a bunch of games with a knee issue, so good on him. Uh, Trey Lance is likely the starter this weekend uh, because uh, I did not say what Jimmy Garoppolo's injury is. Torn UCL, but not the one in the elbow. There's one in the thumb and a fractured bone in his uh, throwing thumb. Aziz Alshair will miss the game with a knee sprain. Uh, he'll be missing the next two games. For Houston, Brandon Cooks is back, folks. Uh, Philip Dorsett was placed on IR. David Johnson was placed on the COVID list, but that's a very, if the tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, did it really happen situation. Um, and that is it for the Texans. Uh, so my question is, we got Trey Lance starting. Is he a top eight quarterback start this week? I How would is this say, not a Davis Mills question? No. Because we know Davis Mills is a top eight start this week. How How is it not a top one question? This, this should be, is Davis Mills the best quarterback ever to play this game? And, you know, so. And the I answer is no, because it's Peyton Manning. Oh, that's true. The answer yeah. is no, because it's Trey Lance, baby. Let's go. Trey Lance is not a top eight starter this week. Next question. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, he's like 10 to 12. Um, I see there's people on Twitter. I saw it today. I very like any idiot can say anything they want on Twitter. But a lot of people are like, I'm going to start Trey Lance over Jalen Hurts. Please do not do that. Please do not start Trey Lance over anybody that got you to the playoffs. Like. Uh, do not start him over Stafford, Brady, uh, Kyler, Hertz, Herbert, Allen, Mahomes. Uh, who am I missing? Did I say Stafford? Yes. Uh, I guess after that you can you can think about it. Uh, Dak, don't start him over Dak. Don't start him over. You can start him over Russ. Don't start him over Aaron Rodgers. So like yeah, ten. Um, benching Trey Lance for Jalen Hurts is the dumbest thing because Trey Lance's reasonable upside is what Jalen Hurts has done all year uh, for this, yes. this game, for this game, not in his career, but for this game. Um, so don't do it. Uh, the Texans shocked the world and beat the Chargers or beat the Chargers last week. So I'm bearish on the 49ers blowing out the Texans, um, especially with Brandon Cooks back. Um, because the 49ers have a terrible secondary. Um, yeah, uh, we're starting Brandon Cooks. We're starting Debo Samuel. Uh, whoever's under or whoever's at running back for the 49ers, we will start them, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. If it's Mitchell, you're playing him. If it's Wilson at this point, you're still playing him. Oh, Trey Sermon was designated to return from IR. If it's Trey, it's not going to be Trey Sermon. Who cares? Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Yes, no, maybe. Um, I, no. With Lance out there, I yeah. I would look for a better option. Yeah, Correct. I agree. Correct answer, both of you. Um, George Kittle. 
I mean, yes. he disappeared, but you have to start him. Yeah. Yep. I think George Kittle is going to be the target hog in this because Trey Lance is going to be like, who do I dump the ball off to? Oh, George Kittle. Oh, there you he go. He doesn't yeah. dump it off, though. That's the thing. The, so he played a full game once, and he had more rushing attempts than the rest of the team combined. He played a half because uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt halfway through the Seattle game, and he was second on the team in rushing. He does not dump it off. He does Well, he's going to have to throw. So whatever attempts he's going to make, it's going to be to George Kittle. Says yeah. you. I think it's going to be. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be like George Kittle, forty percent target share. Debo Samuel, forty percent target share, and that's pretty much it. Juwan Jennings, twenty percent target share. Debo or Brandon Ayuk, no targets. That would make everybody so mad. Not me, because I do not. Uh, my leagues where I have Brandon Ayuk does do not matter anymore. Right, because you traded him for you traded Dalton Schultz for Brandon Ayuk. That's right. That's uh, why you missed the playoffs. That's not right. I was bad, and then I stayed bad. Um, Brandon Cooks must start. Um, that's, yep. What about Rex Burkhead? Big nope. game last week. Niners run defense pretty good. Um, and by pretty good, I mean top eight in the league. Yeah, um, I'm not playing him. Yeah, Mike, starting Rex Burkhead. Will Evan Silva get big mad because we don't trust in Rex Burkhead? What is Evan Silva, a Rex Burkhead evangelist? I uh, remember like three years ago where all of a sudden everybody was really in on Rex Burkhead for no reason. No. Oh, well, that's well, that, yes, that was because of Evan Silva. That, that was because of Evan Silva. Yeah, that guy. That's why I have him on mute. Um, Mike hates everybody on no. Mike talks about, okay. So before we started recording, Mike's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about on fantasy Twitter, and I'm slowly learning. Mike has everybody on fantasy Twitter. Music. I, I have a lot of people on me okay, <laughs> because they're either in a place that they're that they're in a large situation like Evan Silva and don't know what the hell they're talking about, or Get em. they they're in in a place where they're just like, well, we've talked about him quite a bit, so I'll just throw his name out there again. Frank, who is just a complete idiot, and I just don't oh. want. To, I am I not just, co-signing Frank being a complete idiot. Frank <laughs> um, is a which I can I can respect. Yeah, Frank Frank puts out a lot of hot takes, but um, he uh, Frank Frank is a nice guy who will admit when he's wrong once it is one hundred percent clear that he is wrong. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Um, to the point that he hated DeAndre Swift, and I evangelized to him so hard, and Walker evangelized to him so hard that he became a DeAndre Swift guy. So he will. He does not suffer from take lock. So yeah, this I, is this is this is what happened with uh, Cade to uh, Cade Cunningham, which is a different sport. But yeah, he uh, he he was like, wow, Cade Cunningham looks really bad, and it was like Cade Cunningham's fourth game, and uh, then two weeks later he's like, oh, Cade Cunningham's good. Yeah, I was dumb. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, anyways, back so, to football. Yeah. Um, Mike doesn't I, I think, what I you're think, saying. I think Trey Lance is top ten. I don't. Yeah. I think take top eight is a little difficult um, for him to achieve, just because he's going to throw at 120 yards. Uh, 135. 135. So, but he might score three touchdowns. He might rush for two and throw for one. So, I think that that will get him in the top ten somewhere. Yep. So, uh, who wins? Same for who wins? Jones. Yeah, 49ers. San Francisco, 49ers. 
I, that's just the San Diego Superchargers song. It's the Niners song. Actually, the Niners have a song, and it's Bang Bang Niner Gang, and it is terrible. Yeah, that song sucks. There's actually another one we heard at the tailgate that was like very in depth about like the 49ers themselves. Like they had stuff like our linebackers play downhill. And I was like, that does not belong in a rap song. It's like, is it, is it worse than the Ram song? The Rams, the Ram Ram song, Ram it. You got to Ram it. I don't know what this is. Uh, I have never heard of this one. All right, Arizona. I heard I heard the song. I heard the Bills Mafia song by Benny the Butcher when I was at uh at the Bills game. It was wow. uh it was fine, I guess. Every team has terrible songs about them. Except the Lions. The Lions have some random guy like a SoundCloud rapper named G Matt Cash who makes really dumb fun songs every time they win. So uh he has he's done two on, songs. He's yes. on that Beastie Boys release schedule. That's right. Yep. <laughs> the Eagles and Chargers aren't too bad. We're not uh, talking about this anymore. All right. Arizona 10 <laughs> and 5. I agree with Mike about the Chargers. Dallas 11 and 4. 51 and a half point over under. Dallas 5 and a half point favorites. Uh, Zach Ertz was upgraded to full for Thursday's practice with his hamstring issue. Chase Edmonds remained limited on Thursday, but James Conner did not practice. I would not count for James Conner this weekend. Uh, Rondale Moore returned to practice on Thursday with his ankle issue. Devon, is it Devin or Devon Kennard? Devon. Devon Kennard is on the Mm -hmm. COVID list. Um, And that is it for the Cardinals. For the Cowboys, uh, Tyron Smith was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he's missed two straight games, so that is trending in the right direction. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's still dealing with his knee issue. He is encouraged about the direction it's going, but he believes he will not be 100% until the playoffs. Um, Bleak Hooker was activated off the COVID IR, and that is it for Dallas. So, I, Walker, uh, interesting question here. Yeah, should you bench Kyler? Maybe. Next question. Uh, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> it depends on who your options are. Yeah, I mean, I would say no. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody that you could have, like, picked up midseason that you're going to be playing over Kyler. Like, I, I'm not playing Trey Lance or Taysom Hill over Kyler. Like, the only guy that maybe you could have got, like, later on or, like, as a backup that you could play over Kyler is Jalen Hurts. That's the only one that that I would say is not one of the top guys that you would play over Kyler. I just think he's too... He's too good. This over-under is too high. Um, I, it, it's going to be a really high-scoring game, and I expect most of the players to be pretty solid. So, yeah, uh, I would I would say don't don't bench Kyler unless you've got, like, Jalen Hurts or somehow you ended up with two really good quarterbacks for no reason. Yeah, so I would say you should start Kyler Murray. Um there's been a lot of talk about how he's not passing as much anymore. And, you know, he's not passing for a lot of touchdowns and stuff since he's been back from his injury, but he's completely like supplemented that problem by rushing a ton. He's has, uh, he only had three rushing yards against Detroit, but other than that 59, 61 and 74, he's actually on a per game basis, lost only about a point from before his injury to now. So, uh, yes, the passing game is struggling. No, you should not bench Kyler. He's actually, I think, a top half start this week because of all this rushing that he's been doing. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he will throw a pick. It's, 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 it's Diggs. He will throw a pick. But Diggs can also get burnt. And um, I think it'll be a lot of um, 
Zach Ertz. I think it'll be a lot of Chase Edmonds, and I think it'll be a lot of Christian Kirk um, in this one. And I think Kyler Murray will do enough to be a top half asset. I think he'll throw for one, run for one, and run for like 60 yards. So I think he'll be perfectly fine as a start. Mike? I, I think you're right. I think he'll be perfectly fine as a starter, but is he going to be the Kyler Murray that we want Kyler Murray to be? No. Um, but he has been. That's the thing. So before no, he, he really got hasn't. hurt, before he got hurt, he had 23 and a half points per game. After he got hurt, 22 and a half points per game. It's one point difference. He's still a top six quarterback, even because of all the rushing. We haven't been looking at the rushing. Everybody's been staring at the passing. We haven't been looking at these gaudy rushing numbers that he's been putting up since he's been back from his injury. Well, from his injury, yeah, but it's it, I'm talking about the Kyler, but that's not really Kyler Murray. Top top twelve is not Kyler Murray. I said top six. That's Kyler week, Murray. Week week sixteen, he was what? He was uh, a top what nine? Maybe nine, six. six. Okay, and then week fourteen, he was, he was in between ten and twelve. Week fifteen, he didn't show up at all on the chart. Week 13 um, was after, and he had a really good game, but I think, I can't remember who that was. Wait, Mike, where did he rank in week 13? One Between one and five, uh, five one and four, number one. He, he had a one. really good game. Um, so, but he's not, he, a top, a top seven, a top 12, those aren't Kyler Murray games. Kyler Murray is between one and five. That's why you drafted him as your third or fourth quarterback off the board, and he's not really doing that um he hasn't done that at, at all since week one and two i mean you could go all the way back to week four and he's in between seven and twelve and or at all um so and when you don't have deandre hopkins uh he struggled without deandre hopkins he's done that all all year we struggled without him i yeah seven to twelve yes um anything above that then no i i can i i i do not think he's going to finish as anywhere between one and four well i was saying top six so i don't uh one and four is not what we're i think he's going to be five or six but my point was he's not going to be kyler murray why he's not going to be the kyler murray why we drafted him i don't know what that means kyler murray well did we not draft kyler murray to be between one and four on a weekly uh, basis uh, I think Kyler Murray was my QB five or six. He was my QB five, I believe. Well, I had him a lot higher than six. Well, that's pretty well, low, I, I think. No, five. I, I don't know. I can be proven wrong. We can go back to the ADP and see where Kyler Murray was. But six is a little too low for me. Okay. Um, You really had him that low? Five. Not six. Like I've been saying a number, and you've been saying another number, and being like okay, that doesn't so sound he's, right. Okay, he's, so he's QB five, right? I had him as a yeah. I think he was five. It all depended on how Dak was looking that week because he kept getting hurt. I, I he kept I, bouncing. I, even at top five, he's not he's not finishing there. That's my point. Okay. My point is he's finishing beyond that. He's finishing like eight through twelve. Okay. Um, we're going to, so this is actually something I want to have a discussion about in the off season about what the way we talk about players is completely independent of the player's production. Like it doesn't matter where he finishes in the week. You want a particular point total because, uh, guess what? Every, uh, Kyler Murray could have had a career week last week and he would have finished as QB two because Joe Burrow went off. 
Um, and that's true of most quarterbacks. So I actually, this is something I've been thinking about a long time is that saying their rank doesn't help us. And it's, it's something that's been kicking around inside my head because their rank doesn't help us. The points that they produce is what helps us. You should make another Twitter thread about this and then go viral. Oh God, I don't want to go viral again. I'd like to actually use my phone. Just turn Anyways, off notifications. I, I can't. I, I'm not understanding what, what you're, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand the nuances of what you're saying. Okay. So let's say Kyler Murray every single week scores 26 fantasy points. Okay. Okay. Let's say there's only two quarterbacks in this league. There's Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. Okay. This is obviously way simplifying things. Okay. If, if Tom Brady scores 24 points in a week, Kyler Murray's the best quarterback that week. If Tom Brady scores 26 and a half points that week and Kyler scores 26, Kyler Murray is the worst court is, is number two. And Kyler Murray did the exact same thing. So the ranking is independent of is, is completely based on things outside of the player's control. So what I started to do is I started to pick an arbitrary, not an arbitrary, a calculated point amount. Mm. And that's like a, I call that like a QB one week because on average, that's what a QB one scores on the week. So it's like, you know, uh, last week, Joe Burrow went nuclear and um, let's see who finished in second. This will be probably the perfect example. Um, so Joe Burrow scored 38 fancy points last week. Okay. Dak Prescott, objectively great game, 31.3 fantasy points. He finished in second, but um, in week, I'm trying to find a week where this, uh, this would be true in week, uh, 12 or sorry, week 13, he would have been quarterback one in week 12. He would have been quarterback one, right? In week 11, he would have been quarterback four. So by saying where they finished in the ranks, mm -hmm. it's independent of what the quarterback has done. Because the same game can find you all over the place on a week-to-week -week basis based on what players not in your game have done. So this is why I'm actually, I've actually been working on something where it's like we need to start talking in a way of like top three quarterback worthy weeks. Because um, the only reason you're going to be mad about what Dak Prescott did is if you went up against Joe Burrow. But he wasn't the QB1 that week. But he would have been the QB1 in multiple other weeks. So going just by rank, I think, causes a little bit of a oversimplification of the process. That, and this isn't based on what you've just said, Mike. This is something that's been kicking around inside my head for a while. I know, because you, you've mentioned it before where yeah. you've, you've stated that it's not because you can have uh, – and, and it happens. It does. Um, where a wide receiver scores 20 points. And then the next week he scores 20 points. Well, in the first week he scored 20 points. He was in the top 15. And then the next week he scores 20 points and he's not even in the top 24. He's like 35. So it's just like, well, how, how does he score the same amount of points, but go from a wide receiver 15 to a wide receiver 35 in, in one week? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And that's why I've started to build um, – thresholds for instead of, I mean, instead of saying he was a QB one X number of times, I'm going to put numbers together and say he had a QB one worthy week X number of times, because we have these thresholds where it's like uh, one guy scores 25 points. Another guy scores 24.9. One guy gets a top 12 QB week and one guy doesn't. And the difference was, uh, what would that be? One rushing yard. Right. So yeah. it, it's, I'm, I'm starting to put that together. So uh, anyways, 
back to what we were talking about. Uh, no, you shouldn't. We, we could do that. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's something that I've already started to work on. So okay. I'm just trying to figure out the scope of it is all. Um, sure. All right. So back to the game. Um, win, lose or draw. Lamb, Cooper and Dalton Schultz. And um, Dalton Schultz struggled for a little bit, but he's actually kind of bounced back. Um, 17 targets the last two games. I think that'll continue to cruise. I think he'll be the win. I think Lamb will be the loss. Lamb has been struggling recently. He hasn't been getting a lot of targets uh, that he can catch. And it's just been a little bit of a struggle for what we expect from C. Lamb. And I'll go Amari Cooper the draw. Just because he'll he'll do some stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm going with... Uh, uh, I'll go with Amari Cooper for the loss. Um, I just don't think he's involved enough right now. Um Schultz for the draw. He's been doing well lately, and I think he continues to do well. And I'll say it's a big lamb game. I think I think he does well this week, so I'll I'll uh, I'll give him the win. Alrighty, and who wins this game, and why is it Dallas in a blowout? Because the Cardinals are spiraling the drain. They are. Uh, uh, it's Dallas. Dallas wins. I'm gonna go Arizona in this one. What? All right, gonna gain uh gonna gain a game on Mike. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm I'm behind, so I gotta figure out my my little bits here. All right. Gotcha. So all right. So let's uh let's get some time back. Carolina and the Saints. Uh, Carolina five and ten. The Saints are seven and eight. Thirty eight point over under. Saints six and a half point favorites. Um, Adam Trotman's back from the COVID IR. Taysom Hill's back from the COVID IR. Uh, Teron Armstead did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, Deontay Hardy now was placed on the COVID IR. Uh, he was suspended for the last three games. When you last heard from him, he's Deontay Harris, but he changed his name. Honor his stepfather. Um, Stefan Gilmore expected to miss the game. Um, Matt Rule said Sam Darnold will start uh, against the Saints. Um, Shaq Thompson is on the COVID list. Brian Burns is on the COVID list. Um so let me do this, guys. Um, Alvin Kamara. And nobody else? Uh, yep. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. Is, is Ian Book the quarterback still? Nope. Taysom Hill is off of the COVID list. Oh, he's off. Um I mean, I, you can stream Hill. He's got a floor of his running, but Carolina's a good defense still. Yeah. And I, in the fantasy championship, I don't want to be trusting Taysom Hill, who is yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can trust Taysom Hill either. But I mean, Jalen Jalen Hurts and all those kind of guys are all the same. So to me, I don't want to trust any of them, but I think you could trust them just as much as you, if you're, you're like, I'm all about Jalen hurts. And I think you should be all about Taysom Hill as well. Um, Mike, do you know who has the most, uh, I know we just had this discussion, but who's had the most uh, top 12 quarterback weeks this year. Without looking at it. I know yeah. most Jaylen. top 12. I would. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. You you guess, and then if you're wrong, then I'll guess. You I'm should be able to Jaylen. figure. Out, yeah, you should be able to figure it out by context clues. I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's by a couple games too. Really? He's yeah. He's had he, 11 top 12 performances. The second highest guy is uh, has nine. Shout out to Ryan McDowell for updating this every week. 
um, is is nine Herbert. The nine's a few guys. I don't remember who it was. I just remember Jalen Hurts led the way. Well, good for him. That's cool. Yeah. So I think I think there is a difference between Jalen Hurts and um, Taysom Hill. I think Jalen Hurts is a good all-around football player, and Taysom Hill is a gimmick. Uh, Jalen Hurts isn't the best passer, but um, Taysom Hill is dreadful. So <laughs> well, if we're going to go with with quarterback abilities, if we're talking NFL, then yes, Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. But if we're talking fantasy, I I would go Taysom Hill um, over Jalen Hurts. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's a fair that's a fair estimation. And to answer Walker's question, Herbert, Stafford, and Brady all have nine. There we go. Yeah. All right. Um, we are running out of gas. So uh, let's skip win, lose, or draw because we are going to start Alvin Kamara and uh, maybe Taysom Hill and nobody else from this game. And this is going to be a replay of the um, Miami-New Orleans game, which tells me that I guess the Panthers are going to win. I'm going with the Saints. <sighs> Neither of these teams want to win. That's the problem. Uh, I'm going to go with Saints just because they're at home and they're probably a better team overall. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Detroit travels to Seattle uh, for this one. Detroit is 2-12-1, and, and I will never forgive them for the tie or the uh, Steelers for the tie because that is annoying. Uh, Seattle is five and 10 as uh, a 42 and a half win over under Seattle, seven point favorites, uh, injuries in this one, Alex Collins for the Seahawks was limited in Wednesday and Thursday with an abdomen issue. DK Metcalf returned to Seahawks practice on Thursday with a foot issue after not practicing on Wednesday, Seahawks placed Adrian Peterson on IR. I thought they had cut him a couple weeks ago. Uh, Will Disley was activated from the COVID list, and that is it for the Seahawks. For the Lions, Khalif Raymond was placed on the COVID list this afternoon, so he will miss the game. Uh, Jared Goff did not practice for the second consecutive day on Thursday. Walker, what do you know about this? Is he going to play? Uh, I mean, it's been he, he's been likelier than not to play. I, I'm pretty surprised that he's not practicing. Uh, I mean... Yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not encouraging. I'll say okay. that. Not great. Uh, not great, Bob. But uh, you're not playing just... Jared Goff anyway. And yeah. um, the guys that you are playing on the Lions offense don't really matter. I mean, you're not going to play Josh Reynolds this week regardless, I don't think. Um, in your fantasy championship, even if Goff's there, I'm not playing Josh Reynolds. So you're playing Swift and St. Brown, and those guys will still be good with Tim Boyle at quarterback. Okay. All right. And then uh, DeAndre Swift, Walker mentioned it, practicing in full with the shoulder injury. Uh, Walker wants to have capital A, capital D, a discussion about Amon Ross St. Brown. No, not anymore. Uh, it, it, it's we did it yesterday. We've been doing it on Twitter. It's been we're, the boy's we, good. The man's good. Yeah, we're 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 not talking about dynasty. We're talking about redraft. And the fact of the matter is that Amon Ross St. Brown is good. Uh, Amon Ross, sorry. Um, he's good. Um, he's been really good. He's going to continue to get a bunch of targets. He's the only receiver who's consistently competent. Um, Reynolds is fine, but especially if Boyle's playing, they just aren't on the same page. Yeah, he's going to be good for you this week again. So fire him up. Uh, he's a solid play. All right, Mike, what do you think about Amon Ross St. Brown? The sun god. 
he he's definitely the third option on the team. And if the first two aren't there, then that makes him number one. So I don't have a problem with that at all. Oh, I think Swift will be Swift is looking like he'll be back. But no Hawkinson, you're right. He's gonna be on IR. But I think Swift's gonna be back. So what do you think about Amon Ra with Swift back this weekend? I think you notch it down a little bit. Uh I, I trust him in the flex, but that's about it. Okay, three wide receivers. Your third wide receiver. Would you trust him there? Uh, yeah, I would. I, I, I would be okay with three wide receivers. Yeah, I find it hard to move away from Amon Ross St. Brown because he's had like forty-six targets over the last four games, something like that, somewhere around forty-five. Um, I find it hard to move away from him from that that point alone. You know, it, you're really trying to find a reason to bench him if you if you move away from that so it's like worst case scenario like mike said flex but you are going to be starting him so um yes. he starts somewhere for sure he should okay especially uh, against his defense absolutely yeah the seahawks defense is big bad um all right um walker doesn't have him listed here but uh he i just like to say it because we talked about it yesterday and not everybody listens he doesn't like gerald everett this week um nope. Yeah, so a lot of people, myself included, like Gerald Everett. Walker's on the other side of it. Thinks the Detroit defense is better than people are giving him credit for, is basically what it comes down they to. Are. Right? I got in a big old debate um, about two weeks ago about everybody's, how Detroit defense sucks. They're just horrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, not really, but okay. Detroit is so much better than their record. We need to say this, and I'm not just saying it because Walker's on the podcast. If you looked at the Falcons and the Lions— and you looked at if you just watched them play a football game and then you looked at their records, you think the Falcons were the two twelve and one team and the Lions were the team that still had a shot at the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Because because Dan Campbell may not be the best X's and O's guy and people are giving him so much garbage because he's letting DeAndre Swift play and they're playing out the string. But that's what a player's coach does. He is a player's coach. And Walker, you can attest to this. Every lion wants to run through a wall. Every line is fighting tooth and nail to be four twelve and one for Dan Campbell. So, you know, there's there's I've seen bad teams where everybody checks out, and that is not the Detroit Lions. So um they are better than they give him credit for. Um so I still think Gerald Everett's a good play just because he's getting lots of useful targets. But it it doesn't have a lot to do with like the Lions being pushovers or something like a lot of people want to say, just because they're scouting from record, which is really what they're doing, is they're scouting from record there. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, Reynolds, Metcalf, Lockett is the win, lose, or draw. I'm going to go with loss to Reynolds just because, um, of this Jared Goff situation, which seemed like it got Walker shook a little bit. Like he was taken back by it. He wasn't expecting it. So I think it's going to be a problem, um, for the Lions this weekend. Uh, even if he does play, he's going to be compromised. Um, I'm going to go DK Metcalf with the win just because no i can't go dk metcalf for the win that's a problem i'm I can't going go with dk metcalf for the win yeah i i think like all these guys are an l to me no i'm going with metcalf with the win he hasn't been very good lately and the lions have trouble with big physical receivers um okay so i'll go metcalf for the win Lockett for the draw which is good luck figuring out what a draw game is from tyler Lockett. yeah <laughs> uh, four catches for 90 yards and no touchdown i can tell you in a second what a draw game is for Lock yeah, because here's up. here's his last five or here's his last. I'm just going to find till it stops being funny. Uh, here's his yardage from week seven till now. Twelve, 142, 23, 115, 96, 68, 142, 30. <laughs> so 
I guess a draw game, yeah. Four for 90, like Walker said. Um, yeah, this man is boom bust. The very definition of boom bust. 12 and a half points would be a draw game for Tyler Lockett. So 12 and a half would be four for 85. So Walker was very close off the top of his head. All right, who hasn't gone yet for this game? Anybody? Uh, let's move on. Okay, who wins? The Seahawks. No. Yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. with the Seahawks because it seems like Boyle's going to play. Yeah, no no, Jared Goff. Take me the other way. Mike? Yeah, Seattle. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's getting closer and closer to being Russell Wilson, and that's not good news for a Detroit Lions team. Almost like his whole problem was not listening to medical advice that it takes eight weeks for his finger to heal. Yeah, Almost amazing. like that was amazing. the problem because it's been like, happens. what, eight to ten weeks since his injury? Very interesting how he's rounded into shape. Very interesting. All right, let's move on to Green Bay and Minnesota. Oh, the other game that I thought should would be a better Sunday night football than this one was uh, Dallas, Arizona. Um, Minnesota 7-8. Yeah, that would have that would I pegged that one in like week six. I was like, that should be Sunday night football in week 17. But alas, uh, Minnesota is seven and eight. Green Bay is 12 and three. 47 and a half point over under Green Bay, six and a half point favorites. This is in Lambeau, as I believe who mentioned the weather earlier. I think it was Mike. Uh, well, both of us. Walker mentioned oh. it first. OK, so it's going to be the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field um, Four injuries in this game. Packers designated Randall Cobb to return from IR. They activated MVS from the COVID list. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the new uh, Ben Roethlisberger insofar as he will not shut up about what his future plans may or may not be. Nobody cares, Aaron. Uh, Jair Alexander was uh, activated from uh, IR. Mercedes Lewis was placed on COVID IR. And as was Amari Rodgers. And that is it for Green Bay. For Minnesota, um, Dalvin Cook is dealing with an illness that um, does not seem to be COVID. He was a full participant in Thursday's practice. Uh, Tyler Conklin didn't practice on Wednesday with a hammy issue. Uh, Adam Thielen has been placed on IR with season-ending ankle surgery. Um, So that leads me directly to my question. Uh, KJ Osborne or Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Osborne. Is that Osborne next question? Yes, definitely next question. I'm not not interested. I mean, I I think MVS should have a fine week, but it's it's, – like, I think he's – above Lazard in the pecking order, but, like, they're pretty close. Whereas, You're talking, like, seven and five targets. It's not... Right, yeah, whereas K.J. Osborne is, like, pretty clearly the number two option in the passing offense. Like, he's going to get at least six or seven targets. Mm-hmm. So, he... Yeah, I, I would much prefer Osborne. All right, Mike? Yeah, I agree, Osborne. I am. Cool. I don't we're, see VBS doing anything. Yeah, we are making up time right now. All right, um... So you're starting Dalvin Cook. You're, is okay. Let me ask this: Is KJ Osborne in a three wide receiver league a must start? Yes. Yep. Two wide receiver league. No. no. All right. So uh, two wide receivers and a flex. Yes. Uh, not necessarily a must start, but most situations, yeah. Cool. All right. That's the only real question I think for this game because, uh, oh no, here we go. AJ Dillon. Flex. Uh, I'd rather not, but it wouldn't be awful. Uh, Aaron Jones, who has been kind of iffy lately. 
as what? A oh, yeah, I'm playing. Uh, same question. Sorry, same question. I'm playing Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'm not pulling Aaron Jones at all. Yeah, Aaron Jones kind of bottomed out uh, in week 12 and 14. But, yeah, the last couple weeks he's been better. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it for the questions in this one because Jay Jeff's a must start. We uh, Kirk Cousins, you – if you have Kirk Cousins, you know what Kirk Cousins is and you know what your options are. It's like there is no better like QB 11 than Kirk Cousins. Like, you know exactly what he is and you know if the options on the waiver wire are better. I would start Trey Lance over Kirk Cousins. He's one of the few like top 12 guys that I think is a slam dunk uh, sit for Trey Lance. But for a lot of stream guys, Kirk Cousins is your baseline. Uh, must start Aaron Rodgers. Must start Dalvin Cook. Uh, that's it. All right. Win, lose, draw. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Justin Jefferson. Uh, uh, God, uh, I'll go loss Jefferson just because I don't think it'll be a huge game because of the weather. Um, I'll go with a, Draw for AJ Dillon, which will be like high single digits to low double digits points, and then a win for Aaron Jones. All right, Mike. Um, I'm going to go with a win with Justin Jefferson, a draw for Aaron Jones, and a loss for AJ Dillon. Cool. Who wins this game, and why is it the Green Bay Packers? Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. All right. Last game of the week. Uh, Cleveland 7 and 8. Pittsburgh 7 7 and 1. 40 and a half point over under. Cleveland three point favorites. Uh, this will be Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. He will be retiring at the end of the year. Pat Fryermuth practiced in full with a concussion that he's come off the IR for. Um, no other injuries listed for the Steelers. For the Browns, Kareem Hutt came off of COVID IR, but he remained sidelined for Thursday's practice with his angle issue. Um, yes, I said angle issue. Move on. Um, let me, and that is it for the uh, Browns. Let me make this real easy. My question is, was, is Deontay Johnson the only wide receiver worth starting on in this one? Let me expand this. Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, uh, Nick Chubb, and maybe Pat Fryermuth. Can you make a case for starting any other player in this game? Uh, I mean, I would try not to start him, but I, I don't think Chase Claypool is a terrible option. You might be in a situation where you just don't, you know, if you're in a deep league with three, that you start three receivers and you just might be in a situation where there isn't a better option. And he's not, you know, he, he has a role and he's, a talented football player. Now I don't expect him to have a big game against a good defense, but you know, you could be in a situation where that's your best option. Um, and I wouldn't begrudge that, but I, yeah, I wouldn't be excited about playing him. I mean, Fryermuth is a fine play. I, again, I'm not excited about it, but you can do it. Um, and then, yeah, you're playing Chubb, you're playing Johnson, you're playing Harris. All right, Mike, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, Chase Claypool is one of those where if you're sort of debating on that, like, last guy that can fit in your flex somewhere, Chase Claypool is not a bad option to have. Uh, but am I wanting to put him in my starting lineup? Absolutely no way. So 
And then I agree with whatever the rest of what Walker said um, is pretty much true. I, I or you too, Jeff. It's it's those guys and pretty much those guys only. All right. Fire so, both. so let's see here. So I'm taking this straight off of Walker's ranks. Uh, since Chase Claypool seems to be the kind of maybe guy here, let's do this uh, before we get out of here because we have made we have successfully made up time. Uh, Chase Claypool or Michael Gallup? Gallup. Gallup. Yep. Uh, Chase Claypool or um, Tyler Boyd? Claypool. Claypool. Chase Claypool or Gabe Davis? Claypool. Claypool, agreed. All right. Uh, Claypool or Terry McLaurin that we kind of skimmed over that we're not starting Terry McLaurin anymore. I would go with Claypool. Yeah, I got to go with Claypool, too, just because Fitzpatrick's not the quarterback in Heineken is. All right, who wins this one? I'm going with Pittsburgh because Big Ben loves the drama, and so he will pull out a victory in this one. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. I'm going to go with Cleveland. All right, Mike's trying to make up ground. Speaking I'm trying of to make up ground. Uh, I will just read the ranks off to everybody. So, tight race here in our picks this this. Uh, this year. So uh, Walker has a commanding one point lead with 117 correctly chosen games. Jeff has a respectable 116 chosen games correctly. And Mike, just a truly God awful showing with 115 (laughs) correctly chosen games. We have all gotten better as the season has gone along. Like, yeah, we're all on a streak of four consecutive uh, double-digit win performances. Yeah, we are all doing much better. And it kind of makes sense because uh, we have cast aside our uh, preconceived notions and are doing better. Um, yeah, so, except for in week five when I got 13 right somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I yeah. do Week, yeah, I, basically it's like week five, I was incredible. And week 12, I knew absolutely nothing about football. Yeah. And before we go, I would like to let Walker in on a bit that I did for four weeks, which I told Mike that I was doing, which was I just picked whatever Walker picked from week eight to 11. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> uh, I was I was falling behind and I needed to tread water. So I just picked whatever Walker picked. And I told Mike I was doing that. Well, I'm glad that you stopped in week 12. Well, uh, actually, yeah. I'm not, but I'm sure you are. I jumped off just in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you stopped doing the bit at the correct moment. Yeah, this man understands I... comedic timing. <laughs> it was, uh, it was unintentional bit. Then the rule of three, and then I got the hell out of here. There. Speaking of getting the hell out of here, thanks for listening. Let's we get the will... hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> we will be back next week uh, with three episodes. Uh, Mike and I will be back on Tuesday to do the review. Uh, we are doing the coffee cast next week, which will be, I feel like I have to say this, it will be on the Patreon feed, but I'm going to unlock it for everybody because Walker is going to say swears. And I know he will because yep. he's going to be jacked up on caffeine. Um, and, what day are we doing that? Is, are we going to do Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. Um, can we do it not at night? Yeah, that's that's more than fair. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was thinking like late morning your time. Yeah, that's fine. That'll work. Okay, cool. uh, we'll work out timing. And then we'll be back uh, for next Friday's episode doing year-long review. We're going to do the absurdities. We're going to hand out some awards. Um, and then after that, we're going to go uh, every week. We're going to go once a week. And every other episode will be in the Patreon feed. Um, 
usually what we do in January is uh, playoff previews every week and uh, just talking a little bit about those games. So uh, for Walker and Mike, thanks for a great season. Um, I am glad it's over. I'm sure you two are as well. Uh, we <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're getting running yeah. out of steam for sure. But yeah, uh, thanks guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the website. Uh, we appreciate everybody. It's uh, We're on to bigger and better things next year. We're on to Cincinnati. And Mike just had his drop. Mike's like, that's my alarm that says I'm out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. All right, let's do this. Ready? Yeah. Mike, ready? Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's try that one. <laughs> I, I held it for too long and it came flying out. <laughs>